and we are live. Welcome to Fresh Fit Podcast, guys. I'm Aaron Gaines. Fresh Fit CEO. We're here with our boy Roger, Roger, our real estate agent, guys. We're going to talk to you guys how to invest in real estate step by step. One of the most important episodes we're going to do. Money Mondays. Let's get into it, baby. What's up, guys? Welcome to Fresh Fit Podcast, man. It's Money Monday. Money Mondays. Which, uh, man, <laughs> <laughs> got Roger in the house, man. Yeah, yeah, we got Roger in the house, man. Yo, a lot of things have went down. Um, okay, so I guess, uh, quick, okay, quick announcements, then we'll tell you guys what went down, then we'll get into the show. Yeah. So, patreon.com slash fresh fit, guys. You guys want to get the behind the scenes content that, uh, you can't see anywhere else. The Frank Castles. The Frank Castles, the kickouts, the fighting. all fighting. Because, guys, keep in mind, Trey always records once I stick it, start kicking girls out. So you guys want to get basically what we put on Patreon is Trey's angle and Chris's angle. You guys get some of Fresh's angle, but you don't get everything. As a matter of fact, Trey got that crazy chick crying. So yo, uh, <laughs> she legit was in the hallway. But I was telling them my life story. I'm so sad. Yeah, bro. And I'm bro, just like, yeah, like how man. do you? Because dude, we want to hear you talk, but not mess up the whole show for other girls. They gotta talk too. Facts, facts, big facts. But yeah, it's all on Patreon, man. Yeah, it's all on Patreon, guys. Holy Go smokes. ahead and get on there and uh, check us out on there. Also, guys. We're on every single platform, Google, Apple, and um, Spotify. <clears throat> and Spotify. Uh, just make sure you wear headphones so you don't lose your job. Actually, somebody, remember I showed you the DM? He was playing the podcast in the Uber, oh. and he got fired. Lyft. Yeah. Oh. Lyft. No, yeah. He, got hit, he got hit with, he got hit with, um, um, he got a complaint on him yeah. for, for sexism. Yeah, in the podcast. Yeah, guys, you guys think I'm kidding around when I say that, bro? No, uh, we're not. He's a Lyft driver. He got reported by the... Uh, by the wow. um the passenger, passenger for listening to our podcast wow. while he was driving, yeah, bro. and for like uh um sexism or misogyny or some bullshit like that, some some kind of, or hate speech maybe it was so but, crazy, man. Yeah, guys, so just be careful, man. I'm not kidding around when we say wear headphones, bro. Wear headphones when you listen to us, guys. This kind of content is not <laughs> safe for work. Okay, I mean today's episode is safe for work, but in he general, says, he yeah. says, as I quote, I got banned from driving Lyft. For playing a podcast in the background, holy for sexism. sexism. LOL. Yeah. FM. I was driving to build a, a crypto portfolio. Anyway, bang, damn. Shout out to you, brother. Shout out to you, man. You need some man. freedom. Y'all think we're kidding around, bro? So no, nah. nah, man. <laughs> um, okay, what else, uh, guys? Um, freshpodcaststore.com, guys, where you can get all the merch. You guys get these hoodies. Okay, yep. they're pretty nice and clean. Uh, we got the Simpson the pimp in the back, and uh, yeah, man, go ahead and grab one of these hoodies. They're lit. Um, and then also <clears throat> check us out on Fresh and Fit Clips, guys. We are almost, almost 100K. 100K on there. 85K. Get us there. 15K more. 15K more, man. That's Please, it. Get us there. Also, uh, check out Fresh's uh, YouTube channel. Vlog channel, man. We go on uh, dates, behind the scenes. We did a double date uh, earlier. Uh, you know, car vlogs, real estate vlogs. Everything's always there. Mm -hmm. So, And also some of the Frank Castles, too. But just a piece of it, the full parts are on Patreon. Yep. Uh, and then Twitch.tv slash Fresh Fit Podcast. Guys, we're on uh, Twitch right now. We're live streaming to Twitch, Twitter. And Facebook. Um, so, yeah, man. And YouTube, is, of course, obviously. Yep. So, check us out on there. Better quality. Better, better quality on Twitch, guys. And, and then this is, uh, Chris is a uh, Twitch. You want to plug it? You guys follow me on Twitch. I'll, I'll be streaming soon. I got my place locked in. And August 1st, I move in. And then I'll let you guys know. 
There you go. Awesome. Uh, and then, guys, any video reactions? Hit up uh, Trey Talk Sports, man. Don't DM us, man. Yeah, don't DM us, guys. Don't DM, DM us. Trey. And then let's introduce the guest. Oh, first and lastly, oh, guys, yeah, we, we got made Instagram. a new Instagram. We got follow hacked. it. Pressure Podcast. We did a picture with Six Nine yesterday. It was yeah. dope. We'll tell and... we'll tell you guys about the Six Nine situation, right? Yeah. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> that was really good, though. Yeah. <laughs> Is that oh, new one? Yeah. And, and then, also uh, shout out to Wack One Hundred, man. Yeah. Roast all the dude, man. So um. Yeah, cool. We'll tell you guys about that in a second. But Roger, can you introduce yourself to the people real fast? Hey guys, first of all, uh, Walter Myron, thanks for having me back on. I'm Roger, real estate agent, working in the Miami Fort Lauderdale area. Mainly work with investors, and I've been working with these guys for a bit. Known Walter for a while, so uh, here I'm. I'm here to just break down some tips and and some tricks to real estate investing. And Roger is also well aware of the dating market. So shout out to Roger, man. Yeah, yeah, very well aware. Yeah, we actually met in, in a funny way. <laughs> no, 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 yeah, definitely, man, you know. Yeah, so. Tell people yeah. how you guys met. It's funny, man. So, uh, was it like a networking event? Um. So, I guess, I'm going to give the long story. So, I was going to go to Germany. I was part of another chat group. There was a guy that just came in from Berlin. I was going to Berlin. Mm-hmm. I was like, hey, man, can we link up or give me some information? He was like, no, but I can hook you up with my friends when you get there. And he was like, oh, by the way, I just left Miami. Do you know such and such? I'm not going to say his name because I don't know if he wants his name involved. You can say it. That's fine. No, no, no. Yeah, I don't want to say his name. But anyway, I, I, I met. No, no, not him. Oh. I met I met that person. That person introduced me to Donovan. Oh. And then Donovan introduced me to you. And it's kind of crazy because, gentlemen, I, I knew Fresh back in the day when he was like the quiet dude just chilling just kind of like <laughs> more stutter like, I wish he was more quiet nigga stutters all over the place yeah, <laughs> back, back, back the in the cut, like and you know and, and fresh is just blossom man so so wow yeah blossom but yeah look it's funny because mm-hmm. niggas like oh fresh don't get girls bro you know me from back then bro. no 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 yeah, I, I, pew, I mean pew, whatever silent killer man that's mm-hmm. what i'm saying whatever yeah. bro i mean people just hate him bro yes it's all good um so and then okay guys i know you guys are gonna ask so we had a great show with academics the other day uh, we did two shows. We did an interview with him, and then we also did late night, uh, late night with him, which was with ten we girls, two girls, bro. That was a pain in the ass. We got a bunch of other girls coming tonight as well. We yeah. got a late night show planned with a bunch of ladies, and we got our boy. He's a musician, Papier. Rapper. It's gonna be lit. Yeah. yeah. So uh, go ahead and check that out uh, tonight at uh, what ten p.m. 10:30? Yeah, ten p.m. We're gonna have it. 10? Um, and then also, I, I know you guys are wondering. So what the hell happened with six nine? So, uh, guys, they came to film some other stuff. Okay, yeah. they, we we lent them the studio. Where I never rent the studio out to anybody, bro. Like I don't trust anybody. Yeah. But obviously, academics is real cool. So uh, we we hosted. We let them uh, use our equipment, use our studio. Obviously, as you guys know, it took us a lot of time to build this thing up. So they were really impressed when they came in. Yeah. They did their thing, and uh, we got to meet six nine. Got some things in the works. Yep. Uh, we met his manager. Uh, met him. Real cool dude. Really down to earth, man. You know, uh, he introduces himself by his first name. Real. He's really cool, man. Real chill guy. Yep. Like what you guys see on the cameras, like obviously. You know, uh, you know he's an entertainer, but he's a nice guy, man. But, he uh, is a nice but guy. wait, uh, can we get a Don DeMarco for fresh for uh, making it happen? So uh, the number one marketer, bro. I was networker stressing that and, whole weekend, bro. Uh-huh. Like, guys, you gonna sense something, right? When you do networking, it's not only like, oh, hey, do me a favor. It's building a, a connection, building a relationship because it goes into like, okay, why am I gonna mess with you? Do I trust you? Are you a, a good person? Are you gonna backstab me? All these things come into play, and you have to display uh, value. First off, and for- foremost, you need value. But secondly, you also need to be a good person and genuinely want to add value to, some- to someone's life. So honestly, man, we put in the work every single day. Mine does this thing is networking too, me as well. But we put it together, 
we bring you guys some of the best guests here, you know? So yeah. it works yeah, out, man. Yeah, and, and at the end of the day, you guys, we all win because, you know, this is a diversified podcast. We're not just a dating podcast, guys. We also teach you guys how to get in shape, have a full fitness playlist on here that no one watches, yep. and we talk to you guys about how to make money. We're literally about to give you guys elite-level type information. For, so for anyone that doesn't know anything about real estate investing, we're about to give you guys basically a good A to Z uh, presentation here, and I got a whiteboard ready to go as well. Yeah. So we're going to go right into this. And this, um, is, this is no bull crap. This is straight to the facts. How to get get started in real estate? Yep, A to Z. Yep, exactly. Cool. Um, and then uh, let's hit these super chats real quick, and then cool. we'll get into it. Okay, so uh, uh, let me, one second. Yep. Uh, so we got uh two ninety nine. Thank you for the game, the podcast with Jabrizi. Shout out to Jabrizi. We did a whole episode on how to make money on social media with Jabrizi. Guys, go check that one back out. Five hours, Black Wolf Inc. Thanks for doing this topic. Real estate may be a venture I want. Uh, I want to have. If you ever have, if you if you ever get a house, would you convert it? To a bigger studio for the podcast. No, I keep it like this. Uh, five dollars. That one nineteen-year-old that left called you guys. Uh, M words on her Instagram. Oh yeah, yeah. Yo, Chris, at the, for yeah. the end of the show, can you pull up that that stupidity real quick? <laughs> sure. I know you have a save. Okay, and then we got Beats by AS3 guys. We're gonna show you the the literally the uh, stupidity of chicks in twenty twenty one, bro. <laughs> uh, okay, five dollars. Beats by AS3. Uh, thanks for the content. Trying to get my first property before nineteen. Gonna get this Austin and San Antonio market while I'm in college. Absolutely, man. Uh, I was working out in the fresh and fit. I feel like shirt, <laughs> and this guy looked at me like he saw a ghost. Five dollars <laughs> from Michelle ninety eight. Oh, uh, Michelle, thank you. Uh, on Jemima, y'all had people of all kinds. I can't read. I gotta get my glasses. Good. What about a politician, Larry Elder, running for governor of Cali? Maybe big name also. Fresh. Thanks for the feet pics. What the, bro? What? <laughs> <laughs> I seen those damn feet pics. Uh, Jemima, chill out. Uh, Black Wolf Inc. Five bucks. Still to the forty fourth president of the United States and the voice of Black America. Barack Obama. Okay. Uh, Jemima, once again, five bucks. Also, can we get some advice about networking with other men to establish ourselves? What to network when they ship out to the Marines? Actually, I may do a course on networking because you guys have been asking for it all yeah. the time. Yeah, for so, definitely. Because I'll do a course Absolutely. on how I do it. And guys, I stutter, bro. Like, dude, you got to start right, bro. It's not also about uh, what you say. It's about how you say it, how you do it, who you are as a person, if you're genuine, if you're definitely. Because the thing is, right, you can fake it, but people will weed it out eventually. Mm -hmm. But if you're true to who you are and you add real value to them, and it, it may not even be like the biggest thing, but it could be your own way to help. That goes a long way. And, you know, at that point, when you figure out, okay, number one thing is to humble yourself. I mean, I'm going to I'm I'm go through a whole spiel about it uh, eventually, but like, you know, the beginning part is to humble yourself and know that, you know what? I may be confident in what I'm doing, but I don't know everything. Someone else knows somebody and you're only one person away from meeting someone that you want to meet. No, absolutely, so, yeah. Don't ever think you can't meet, like, for example, you want to meet uh, 6ix9ine, academics. You want to meet uh, Drake. It could be, I don't know. The point is, you're one person away from meeting who you want to meet, and at the same time, once you add enough value, they will at least respond to you and find out what they need. But yeah. Um, and then we, all, we got, uh, also as well, we got here, um, free agent Q. Oh no, Roy Barnes, uh, five bucks. There's no such thing as a as an ugly billionaire. Jay-Z stopped being called ugly too ugly for Beyonce a long time ago. Fellas, get your paper up. That's Facts. true. Yep. My money make me handsome, right? Free agent Q, 10 bucks. Yo, Myron, he said Ganemitz was a fun guest. But how much was the Frank Castle meter loading? He seemed to have taken off, taken over the show and interrupted y'all quite a bit during the podcast. I mean, he's the guest, bro. He's the guest, yeah, bro. Like that, guest. That's, that's, that's fine. I mean, like, the thing is this, guys. We already knew that's that's how he was. I mean, he even warned us before the show. Yeah, yeah. Like, he even warned us before. And the he show. was on Henny, man. Henny yeah, Demics, man. Yeah, Henny Demics. And you gotta like, let him ride. Let, let him so, ride. Yeah, like it, it's yeah. fine, bro. Like when you have a guest, you you let them speak. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Like when we had Andrew here, we wouldn't have had the epic podcast if I sat there just like hogging the mic and stuff. Like, nah, man. When the guest comes, you gotta let them talk. 
So it's not a big deal. You guys hear us every single day. So yep. we don't mind. Over the five bucks. Ready for this real estate info? If y'all come to Atlanta, hit your boy up. Okay. Cool. Yeah, we, we an Atlanta trip is definitely long overdue. Yeah, we gotta uh, do we just it. Got to figure out when we're gonna do it. AMS said he's gonna take us around. So shout, oh shit, shout to go. AMS. I, I'm I don't want to go to Atlanta to be honest. But I want to go. Thing. I don't want. You want to go? Hell yeah, bro. Let's go, man. Last two. I want to go. Uh, Ivan Castell Castellanos, five dollars. Are y'all gonna talk about ten thirty one exchange? Oh yeah, yeah I, I, we, I can. we can talk about yeah, it. Yeah, I mean, but, I can talk about. But guys, it. This is, that, that's, that's a, a that's advanced, advanced level, man. We're, this is this gonna be is the beginner stage. But we can we can go into the more advanced stuff yeah. as well. But yeah, yeah, uh, we're gonna go from like A to Z here. Okay, Snuggle six six eight. Okay, five dollars. When are you going to have an interview with Savings Minus Debt Fresh Prince? Oh yeah, that's my boy uh, LJ. Actually, he's the first person who taught me how to get out of debt. Um, oh, okay. So shout out to him, man. He's, he's right. really cool. Sweet. Um, okay, guys. So uh, from here on, guys, uh, twenty and up because the show twenty and up. Yeah, this is a very important, important show, guys. show, guys. So, all right, cool. So you want to get into real estate. You want to yep. start. So, well, let's talk about um, what real estate is, guys. Basically, it's the acquirement of property, right? And uh, real-time property that you can use. that Tangible. You know, tangible that acquires most of the time appreciation sure. to some degree, which increases in value, right? So, go ahead. Can I add something? So, all right. So, since we're talking about, so real estate is real property, and you have to have land, like, in Florida, obviously, we have like boats, houseboats. That's not real estate. Mm. Just for some people, oh, just yeah, so yeah, people yeah. understand <laughs> that a houseboat, if it's, it's if, it, if it can move, yeah, that's not real estate. Oh wow, yeah. So guys, I'll, your trailer doesn't count. Stationary. Exactly. So just just so people understand, it, the now the land underneath, yes. Mm -hmm. And if there's property attached to that land, as in it can't move, can, like that together is considered real estate. Just, that's that's just so important everyone distinction. Knows. Yeah. Okay. So uh, number one, guys. So we got to figure out. So step zero, before you even get into this, we got to figure out the goal. What is your goal? Okay. Absolutely. What is your goal? Is it to make passive income? Is it to uh, get a vacation home that you don't have to pay for anymore? Uh, is it to um, um, purchase a property for the goal of, you know, speculating that it's going to appreciate? Or is, is it a, somewhere that you want to buy to live in? Family. You know, family. Uh, what else, Roger? Am I missing something? Why would someone um be a vacation home? Maybe speculative Airbnb. Yeah, I mean, so you got Airbnb. income. So yeah. that's what I'm saying. Some people want cash flow. Yeah. Some people are more concerned with cash flow breaking even, and then really concerned with appreciation, especially in an area they think that they see a lot of stuff going on. Hmm. It can be mass appreciation, and um, yeah, some people in some certain in instances are looking at real estate as a tax benefit. Okay. So yeah, yeah. So it really depends on what you want. Now, for the purposes of this podcast, guys, we're going to talk pretty much about cash, cash flow, flow only. Okay. Yeah. If your goal is to make money passively, right? Well, it's not really passive because you're still maintaining the property, everything else like that. But damn near passively, right? Through uh, rent and everything else like that, and tenants paying you, then this is the episode for you because that is all we really care about. At this, I mean, me and Fresh at least, and yep. then uh, Roger as well. Yeah. Uh, so, so step one: figure out what your goal is. So let's assume that you want to get into real estate to get passive income cash flow, right? So that you can basically chill, not have to work, get a bunch of money coming in at the first of every month or middle of every month, no matter what, depending on when people pay you rent and you're just chilling and you could basically supplement that as your income and then get to a point where you no longer have to go to work. So for me, guys, I'll give you my guys, my personal goal right now. My personal goal is to make 10,000 a month with real estate alone. Okay. That is my goal right now to build up my portfolio to that level hopefully by the end of this year, if not by the early 2022, right? Then from there, I'm going to expand it and try to work to get to 20 grand a month passively with income. And then at that point, I'm going to be chilling. I'm not going to do anything. <laughs> but uh, but that's, uh, and then I'm, we'll still be doing the podcast, everything else like that. But I'm trying to, basically all my money that I'm making right now, I'm just throwing it into real estate so that I can basically take my earned income, putting it into an asset, 
and then getting back, you know, passive income. And then that's when you can do the stupid stuff with your money, buying Rolexes, everything else. Right. <laughs> I'll just mess with you, man. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, buy, then you can start to really buy the toys. Obviously, Fresh was able to buy it in a way that will benefit him in the future. But uh, that's my personal goal. What's, what's your goal with it, Fresh? So my goal is basically I never wanted to uh, rely on working a job. Yeah. But at the same time, I wanted to have my expenses paid for it. So my real estate covers my expenses. Mm -hmm. So basically, uh, my rent, uh, my uh, bills for, 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 you know, phone, light, whatever, that's covered by my rental uh, income for cash flow. So right now, I'm happy with my current state of real estate. However, I do want to acquire an apartment complex later on, like, like Grand Cardone, you know, like um, you know, the Bilios, basically to get like a property like that, they'll pay me a huge dividend mm -hmm. uh, one time. Because I, I, me personally, I don't want like a bunch of properties. And I just want like one big one and I'm cool. Um, but other than that, just cover expenses, you know, cover like maybe a car payment or even basically I want to cover all my expenses through real estate. No, that's pretty, pretty much it. So. Okay. So, uh, and then, and then for me, um, Roger, what, what about you? Yeah. I mean, my personal goal is like to have three properties comprising of about 300 units, making about between hundred K to 150 K a month. Mm. And at that point, I think I'll be the position where, I mean, I won't have to work unless I really want. Yeah. To right. Holy crap. But that's a lofty goal. But I'll still want to I'll still want to do deals. But yeah, at that point, it'll basically give me enough money to do everything that honestly, I've, I mean, I have a long bucket list, a lot of traveling. You know, uh, I want a yacht. I see yeah. a yacht in my future. I see scuba diving, skiing, skiing in the Alps, things like that. So, yeah, I'm, I'm need quite a bit of money coming in to be able to do all the stuff I want to do. Think about, yeah. think about ben, ben Mala. He's a bunch of uh, units. He just travels. His family has fun. No, yeah, that's another thing, too. I mean, yeah. as you guys know, I've got a, well, not a huge, huge family, but I got some people I want to be able to take, you know, with me on vacation. And I just, even my boys would be like, yo, let's let's go do New Year's and uh, Cape Verde. You know what I mean? And it's, I, I got you guys. Let's go. It's freedom, man. Yeah. yeah. Like, cash flow is freedom. No, it absolutely is. So, and also, guys, um, and we're going to talk to you guys about how you calculate cash flow, what, what's the best, uh, what you're looking for as far as, as far as like cash flow, cash return, cap rates, all that. We're going to talk about that. But uh, real quick, with my portfolio, guys, so at the moment, right, I have three real estate properties. I have a, a home, right, that I own, my childhood home, and then I own uh, two properties, one in Florida and one here in Miami and then one in Connecticut, uh, which I closed on last, uh, last uh, like two, three weeks ago. And then I'm under contract for another two, which me and Roger are working on right now. I can't go into detail, but as soon as we close them, guys, don't worry. I will break down how we found it, the numbers, all that other stuff. I got to hide the address because some of you guys are going to stalk. But... <laughs> We'll talk about it uh, after I close on it. But I'm going to talk to you on this episode. We're going to talk about how to go uh, from A to Z. So step zero, what is your goal? Identify your goal, right? So for the purpose of this show, we're talking about Cash making flow. passive income, okay? Now, we're going to get into step one, all right, which is... Oh, man. Round one. Fight! Guys, you got to get your credit, credit on point, man. Yep. I cannot stress this enough okay shout out to our boys over at idiq right yep. uh guys get your credit taken care of yep. like there's no way around it man if you want to buy assets that are going to be able to pay you dividends in the future especially big purchases you need good credit man work on it if your credit sucks now work towards improving it you got debt whatever it is start focusing on either paying it off or at least making your payments on time guys like yeah uh, what do you guys take on this? I'll never forget, right? No, 100%. My first time here in America, man. Like, I didn't know anything. I didn't know anybody. Coming to America. My, my aunt was here uh, in Maryland, and she gave me one piece of advice. She was like, Walter, you know, that's my name. Walter, li li listen to me carefully, right? Remember this one thing. In America, they look at credit for almost everything. Your apartment, your home, 
your car, your job, your job, yeah. all these things look at your credit score. And that will determine how people see you because it, it defines, can you pay back what you've borrowed? Mm -hmm. What kind of person are you? So what did I do? First thing I did, I went to Barnes and Nobles. I got a book called Your Credit Score. I forgot the, the writer, but it's a green book with a white in the middle. And I, I read a book from start to finish. And I had a zero score when I first came to America. In less than eight months. 30 foreigner. It was, <laughs> it was already close to 700. Oh, nice. And then from there, you guys saw my score on the last episode, 850. I had, the, I had a perfect score. Dude, that's so, insane. Yeah. I'm just saying, like, guys, credit. Look, for example, our Range Rover, right? Our apartments. Like, I, almost thing you see is credit. I mean, obviously, we pay it back in full each month. But it's because, guess what? The credit score, it could be your life. Literally. You don't, you don't have to have all the money. But you should, have, you should have the score at least. So, very important. Yeah, guys. Um, Roger? Yeah, go ahead, Roger. No, no, you're 100% correct. Because, um... If you have a credit score, even if you don't have that much money, I mean, you've done it where you didn't have that much money property because of your credit. You were still able to get a property that ended up being a terrific deal for you. Actually, yeah. Yo, funny point. So real talk, man, working a regular job, right? I'm doing customer service and $15 an hour, but I was able to leverage my credit score and my two years at my job to get a property that was cash flowing for me from the very start. So I'm making my salary, doing overtime, and I'm getting cash flow from this from this property, and I don't have a I don't have a lot of money at all. So Not imagine exactly. that you could be working a job right now, get a property that can pay your cash flow. Let's say you're making like what 50k a year, you can get an extra two thousand uh, dollars or more added to your to your income, and you do two thousand by um, twelve. That's twenty four thousand dollars extra a year. Yeah, for, with with just credit. That's yeah. guys. That's that's a win to me. Yeah, that's that's a nice way to give yourself a raise. Yeah. yeah. No, absolutely, man. And uh, guys, I mean, credit, credit is, is imperative, man. I mean, even if you're not making like that crazy money, just pay your bills on time and keep your the, the biggest things are on time payments and then ratio uh, debt ratio. So as long as you can maintain, man, like below 30 percent, yeah, it, that's going to dramatically increase uh, your credit. And here's the other thing, too, guys. Once you get over 50 percent, that's when the credit start, card companies start getting a little shaky. Like, OK, there's a chance of default here. And that's when your car starts getting declined. That's when things don't go through. That's when, you know, all the, the, the buffoonery begins. So you really want to at least pay your bills on time and maintain 30 percent or less on your credit limit, man. And uh, and then the other way to the other trick, too, is have more lines of credit. So you have more available credit to you guys. Right. And use different cards, mix and match, whatever it may be. And then get get cards that have perks, man, that give you cash back. Like, I don't know why people use cash or use um debit cards. Debit cards. That is one of the, oh, man, like, bro. That was stupid. me. That was me. Man, <laughs> dude, guys, please get, and we're going to do a full episode on credit as well. Don't worry, guys. Yeah. Uh, like how we built it up and how we finesse with certain credit cards. But please get some kind of credit card that gives you some kind of benefit. If you are an idiot and you don't know anything else, get at least a cashback card. At least, please get a cashback card at bare minimum. You don't have to go ahead and get an Amex Platinum and Flex and all this extra stuff or a Chase Sapphire. You don't got to do all that. But just get at least a cashback card so you get something for using a card that you're otherwise going to use regardless. It is throwing money out the window to pay in cash or with a debit card, guys. Okay? Just exercise financial responsibility and don't spend more than you make okay it's very simple like the reason why people are in debt and don't have money or they're uh living paycheck to paycheck or whatever it is is because they spend well typically they have earning problem but also they spend more than they make guys okay Facts, yeah. you need to live below your means significantly you guys see me here right 
We're in this apartment. Oh, nice. It's a penthouse. All this extra stuff. Guys, I wear the same clothes every day. All right. I'm a bum. Every I got day. Like, maybe Steve Jobs. three pairs of jeans. Same shoes. These Adidas uh, shorts. You guys see me do, jumping around in these things all the time. So maybe some Gymshark shorts here and stuff. I got like 90% of my clothes are, are workout clothes, guys. You know what I'm saying? I have a few nice things. But for the most part, I'm a hardcore minimalist, man. Yeah. And we're going to talk about that in the next part when we're talking about saving money. But guys, get your credit on point. Shout out to the sponsor of this episode, by the way. Denny IQ. Denny IQ. Uh, let, let's pull their stuff up real quick, guys, because um, actually, guys, you know I got to tell you a story, man. Yeah, go ahead. So basically, right, memory guys? lane or something. Yeah, memory lane. Okay. Can you pull it up, Chris, real quick? So use our code, guys. Yeah. And get in there and in start here. monitoring your credit, man. We, I use it to monitor mine. Yep. If you, if you, um, and, and this is how it begins, right? You want to start building your credit up, monitor it because it's going to keep your ass accountable, bro. Like you're going to, it's going to make you say, okay, I need to get my credit. Oh, okay. I have debt over here. I have debt over here. You can literally see what's going on. You could tra track your credit score. And honestly, it's kind of like a game. You're like, oh, I paid this bill off. And then you're going to notice your credit score goes up by 10, 15 points, 20 points, depending on how much debt you have, whatever it is. You open another credit line and get more credit. And then you're using a smaller percentage of your overall credit. Then you increase your uh, your credit score like that. And it's kind of fun to see it go up, guys. You need to get bare minimum, man. What? 750? 760? Get, get, well, minimum 720. 720. 720 minimum. 720, but yeah. if you want to get into the good and excellent range where you're always going to get approved, so, guys, break 760. Sorry, oh, Fresh. You guys. Yeah, so basically, I'm saying um, this was a, a year ago, right? Uh, before I bought a property, right? So at this point, man, um, working on my credit score, mm -hmm. it's it's literally almost perfect, right? It's at the point where I've worked at least I want to say three years on this credit credit score from zero to where it is right now, right? So I've worked on it, I've been checking it, but obviously, you know, I'm working overtime now, trying to get money for, for property, I'm saving mm -hmm. up, so I'm not focusing on my credit score that much, right? So uh, it was New Year's, man, right? I'll never forget. They just had a party. We showed up, went, went to the party, and it was a great time, whatever. Come back to the house, right? Uh, I didn't drive that that night. My door is uh, unlocked on the um, car. Damn. And I had my I had like my whole sleeve of my documents there in the morning to go to, to the bank to deal with you know the property, whatever. And um, it was missing. Wow. So someone broke into my car and took my documents. I had my, 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 my social, everything, everything in there, right? So I didn't really realize until like maybe like the next day. But when I, I, I got a, um, an alert from the credit monitoring service saying, hey, uh, we just saw an, an unusual um, charge, you know, at this spot. And then when I look, like in the next couple of days, my credit score was down. So if I didn't see it right there and then, and then I went to go get a property, I would have had one, a lower score, and two, credit that I didn't even use. Yeah. Mm. So having the monitoring service that told me, hey, this is wrong with your, with your account, yeah. saved me a lot of time, yeah. headache, and I could lost a property. No, so true. very important, right. guys. You need to know your credit score at all times. This yeah. is why I didn't IQ, man. It's so powerful because guess what? You might not even know what's happening to your card Facts. or to, to your score. And then you go and make a purchase or or you know get a new item. You can't get it. Yeah. And you're like, Especially when you're buying assets, bro. They yeah. run hard credit checks on you, bro. Yeah. They're going to see everything. Yeah. When they're trying to get a home loan and everything, which we're going to talk about here in a second, they're going to run hard checks, guys. And when they run the hard checks, they're going to see everything, which, yeah, things your credit a little bit. Yeah. We're going to talk about uh, how to shop rates and everything else like that here on this episode as well. Don't worry about that. Yep. But, guys, get in there. It's only a buck. Monitor your credit. See where you stand. Yep. See if you even qualify, right? And then and then from there, build your credit up and then get prepared to get into your first deal. Because the thing is, too, also, guys, why you want to um, monitor your credit is because if your credit score sucks, guess what's going to happen? <laughs> you're not going to get a good interest rate. Nope. And you're going to lose thousands upon thousands of dollars on a 30-year mortgage, which is what how most of you guys are going to be able to leverage and get a property. And you know what was the worst part? 
some you don't even know your score. So it's like, you, what are you really doing? Stupid. I, at what point do you know how you can get a property or even get an apartment? So I'm just saying, man, credit fraud is real out there too. You need, you need to protect yourself. You have a million dollar policy for any credits that, you know, issues that come up. Facts. That's powerful, man. Especially in so, today's day and age, guys. Yeah. People are stealing identities left and right. The new crime, I'm telling you guys this right now. The new crime is scamming. Yeah, scamming, bro. They've These dudes are not trapping like that no more, bro. It's like, man, I, I do a lot of time for selling crack and yo, coke. I'm yo, just going <laughs> to scam credit cards now. So many new scams get credit card, use the mouse to, to get flights for other people. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Best Buy credit card. Man, it's crazy, man. Well, they're going to podcast. Uh, she admitted to scamming, too. So. Yeah, guys, be careful, man. You, got, you, you should know your score bro, at all times. Fraud is the fastest growing crime in the United States right now, guys, it is the fastest growing crime. It's the, it's like one of the those. Uh, it's one of those crimes that has the most that's getting the most arrests now. Yeah. So, guys, it starts with credit cards. Monitor it. Protect yourself because this is critical. The whole foundation of what we're going to teach you right now relies upon your credit. There's a reason why we're beating this down. It's not just to tell you, hey, sort of variety IQ. No. Well, I don't even give a fuck if you guys sign up for there. Yeah. Get your credit on point. IDIQ is going to be uh, critical to helping you monitor it so that you can improve your credit score so you can exercise financial discipline. But you don't necessarily, but you need to get the credit on point. That's that's the main thing. Guys. And then last thing, yeah. this the studio, the Range Rover, the properties. Yeah. Everything was done on credit. Guys, funny story. All our money still in the bank. Once again, all our money still in the bank. This is credit. Mm -hmm. Remember that. So just very important. Yeah. And and we paid it off. Like the studios paid off, by the way. I don't yeah. I know some haters. Oh, y'all went into crazy debt. Nope. No, we purchased everything on credit cards, but paid off. We paid it off every month. And I made a couple thousand last year off of points, guys, because I use a cashback card to do it. And travel we'll too. talk about which cards that I use on the credit card episode. Uh, because I have a I got a whole repertoire of credit cards that I use for certain situations. Man, guys, like the video. That was some fire game right there, man. Yes, sir. Fire game, man, for free. Roger, anything before we get into the next one? No, no, I mean, two? no, what you were saying, 100% credit is extremely important. And um, starting off is important. But as you go go up in size of property and income, I mean, the the amount of money that the banks will lend you mm -hmm. is no longer in proportion to your it's it could be something like, hey, you know, what I mean, you've got a few million in the bank and they'll give you 100 mil. Mm to buy go buy something so yeah that's i mean yeah I, you guys are right cannot stress the importance of credit yeah cool you know and that's just one component but it is one of the most critical components is your credit score okay so just a quick recap step zero figure out your goal how much money do you need for your real estate goal i told you guys already my short-term goal is 10k a month then after that 20k a month and then we'll see from there what i want to do but that's pretty good and then what's passively your, we're still going to be doing a podcast what's your long-term play as well like, is it to get cash flow? Is it to get a home? Is yeah. it to Airbnb? Find out what it is first. Yep. So for purposes of this show, we're going to show you guys cash, cash flow. flow. Step then step uh, step one was get good credit. Now yep. we're going to go into. See, I'm so excited. For this episode. We have some chats. We're going to get it afterwards. Step two. Oh, uh, super, chat. super chats. Okay. Tell, super chat. So Fanny Lewis says, uh, "Will student loans affect my ability to invest in real estate? I have a great credit score because I paid the thrill for Sally Mae on time every month. First super chat ever." Um, it might play yeah. into your debt ratio. It will, it will, it will, it will, bro. Yeah, this wasn't before. The, yeah, it, it definitely no. will. Okay, that okay. was before. Okay, buy one BBL, get one free. I live in Long Island, but thinking of getting a rental property far away in another state. Any tips for long distance rentals? Uh, we'll cover that. Yeah. Don't worry. Excellent yeah. question. Excellent question. Uh, Orlando Minor ten dollars is a real estate channel. Myself, I know it can be hard to get people interested in real estate. Glad you guys are doing it. 
doing a show on it. Thank yeah, you man. so much. It slept on. Scott McAllister, $30. Do you guys think an RV camp, camp uh, ground would be worth opening in the Miami area? I own two already. It, uh, I'm not going to lie. There are some minimalists here and some hippies. Yeah. But uh, I don't think it'll fly yeah, here, bro. Yeah, it, yeah. It, this is the city's uh, too um uh, luxurious for that. There is something with, with containers happening, though. Have you seen that? Yeah, no, no, that's that's big actually. Yeah, containers now. Yeah, that's, that's a whole big. different ball game. Uh, Manny Barrios, you're the truth. Uh, the Dave Chappelle's a podcast. Yeah, you can't handle the truth. Keep it coming. Thank you so yep. much. And then, guys, we need to make these videos just as big as in uh, late night shows. These videos are crucial. Absolutely, yeah, man. Very. All right, Miami. Thank you so much. So okay, now. guys. So moving on to um step number two. Save money. Guys, you need to save money. Like, I'm going to say that one more time. I don't give a shit if you need to literally cook your own food for months on end, not eat out, not go to the club, not go out and chase after girls, not spend money on stupid uh, conveniences like Uber Eats or whatever. I don't care. You're going to take one to two years to save up money. Okay? Now I know, oh, you could get a loan, like you could do no cash into a deal, blah, 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 all this. Man, bro, you you need to have money. Any Anybody that's telling you this like stuff about, oh, no, you could get a house with no, with no money, no credit, blah, 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 all that other stuff, cap. Like, seriously? Stop the cap. You need capital to be able to get into this. Roger, what's your take on this? I mean, you technically can acquire properties without any money down. Can, that yeah, stuff is technically true. However, your best deals are going to be either through financing or all cash. In other words, your best situation is going to be with money. Yeah, man. Yeah, with equity. Yeah, you're going to yeah. you're going to need money, guys. You know, yes, is it possible to get a property with no money? Absolutely. But just like we those delusional girls that we bring on this show, we operate on probabilities and not possibilities. I'm going to say that again. We operate on probabilities, so not possibilities. To get the best deal, you're going to need cash, guys, okay? And honestly, you should be making that money and saving it excited because guess what? Fiat currency is going to go down, guys. We're printing money like crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, yeah, it's, la- it's it's been going down. <laughs> yeah, it's, it, I mean, it's uh, yeah, the, the inflation rate is 2% at this point right now. Yeah. But guys, it's going to go worse because literally in December, we printed like almost over 50% of the money in circulation right now in the United States was printed last year. Facts. Guys, like... Uh, you need to take your money and put it into something that's going to appreciate over time. And real estate is probably one of the safest and best ways to put your money into something that's going to appreciate over time. You're not going to get returns like this on the fucking stock market, okay? And crypto, crypto is excellent too, but it's volatile, bro. It's extremely volatile. You can't take crazy risk with, with, with crypto. I mean, at least I wouldn't. You know what I'm saying? Um, so real estate is one of the safest, best mm-hmm. ways to put money in. It's made more millionaires than anyone else. It is a tried and true methodology. But... To get in, you need to save money, guys. I'm repeating myself like a broken record because I, I need you guys to understand the importance of saving money and being financially literate. Don't sit here and trick on girls, go on trips, do all this extra stupid stuff. Save the money first, get that passive income, then you can go ahead and do all the stupid stuff, man. What's your guys' take on this? So I'll say this, right, man? Um, so obviously, some of you guys are beginners, um, like like definitely how I was uh, working a job. You're like, damn, I can't ever like, save money because I got bills. This is tough. Let's say this, right? So here's what I did. I decided I'm not going out partying. I'm not drinking alcohol. I'm not going on vacations for a year and a half. I'm going to sit here at work and do overtime. Hopefully your job allows you to do overtime. If not, you need a side hustle. At that point, what I did was I made a conscious choice. I wake up at six every morning, go to work two hours ahead, 
I started at like 8.39. From there, I would work those, those eight hours regularly, then stay another two, three hours. Nice. So every week, I was putting at least like an extra four hours uh, of o- o- overtime at my job. Then on weekends, we had OT on, on Saturday. So I, w- I wouldn't go out, I'd work. And what happened was in that year, I was able to save up 20K. Nice. And my salary was only, guess what? 35K. So imagine that. I worked my regular job mm-hmm. and the overtime. So that saving <laughs> allowed me to then invest in property. This nigga fresh was poor, 30K? Yeah, bro. <laughs> terrible, bro. Chick, 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 Flair and AT&T. I was making $7 an hour. I'm just saying that to say, man, like, if you really want it, you can have it. But you got to put in the work. You got to make sacrifices. And guess what? You may have to lose it on getting girls. You know what I'm saying? Going out having fun. But guess what? Now I have a cash flowing asset that makes me money every single month. I just go pick up some rent. Hey, man, you know what? All my bills are paid for with this money here. And the rest of the money, I can, have, I can splurge if I want to, go have fun with it, but my bills are paid. But guess what? At the beginning, sacrifice was important. I couldn't go up and party. I couldn't get girls, whatever, all that shit. Save my money. But the yeah. overtime, like you said before, if you have money, you have options. Yep. Without money, you don't have options. So Yeah, man. Yeah, definitely. Your goal, guys, is to get your, your money from your job, your earned income, okay? You take that earned income from your blood, sweat, and tears, and then you dump it into things that are going to make you money back, assets, okay? Then the money that you make from that asset, okay, let that pay for your liabilities, your your rent or your living expenses, whatever it is, right? Then you continue to do that until you get to a point where your cash flow now pays for all your living expenses. Now you can go ahead and start buying the cars, the jewelry, whatever it is, because you're not spending your earned income on liabilities that's the that and that's what normal people do they they spend their earned income on liabilities no 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 you take your earned income and you throw it into assets so that you can leave shout out to robert kiyosaki man you got to get out the rat race to get out the rat race you have to buy assets that pay you money back have to okay or you can work till you die what do you want to do you got a choice to make what do you want to do so um save your money now you have two routes to go from here guys okay when you save your money you can either go ahead and do an FHA loan, okay, which is backed by the federal government if you live in the United States, or you can go the investor route and put 20 to 25% down. Yeah. Now, I guess we'll talk about house hacking first, and we'll talk about the 20 to 25% down. We'll break down both options for you, okay? Um, FHA, you've done one before, Fresh. You want to break it down for them? Yeah. So, like I said earlier, um, and Roger, please chime in as needed. When, no, I first, no, when I first started my real estate um, venture, I looked at online on YouTube, like how to invest in real estate. I found Graham Stephan, I found Grant Cardone, a bunch of people that talked about, you know, Ben Mala, about real estate. And I heard about house hacking, which basically means like you buy a property, uh, be a first time home buyer's down payment is 3%. You live in a property. 3 to 5%, guys. Yeah, and you get that you get, you get that percentage because you li- you're living in a property. So by you living in property, you get a discount and you get, you get to live in it um, on that percentage. Now, that being said, you have to um, save up for that amount to get, obviously put down on the house, but it's way cheaper than 20%. So what I did was um, I went with my boy, Nick, Look at some properties off market. I saw a three unit uh, complex. Uh, sorry, a, a, a three unit property. I, I saw that one one was vacant. I could live in one and rent rent out the other two. And those other two units pay for the mortgage. So basically, I live in for free. Mm-hmm. As in one unit, they're paying uh, the mortgage and the light and the water. So literally, I had no bills. So that whole time I was I was working on my job, I was saving all the money from my job because I wasn't paying rent. So before I was paying a thousand two hundred in rent, and for most people, their their living expense, their rent or their mortgage is their most expensive uh, bill. Now check this, right? I gave myself another raise because I'm not I'm not paying rent now. So twelve hundred by twelve, plus I'm working overtime at my salary. 
I've had another fifteen thousand dollars basically to my to my salary. No, absolutely. But but not paying rent. So now what's happening is I'm paying off on my debt. I'm 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 not having fun traveling because guess what? I got money now. Now at at this point, obviously you want to save, of course, uh, to put towards another property or invest. But obviously I was having a little bit of fun. The point was that I had access to money because now I was not paying rent. And that's part about house hacking. Multiple units, multiple doors. Your tenants can pay down your property for you. And you're building equity as well in the property. So it's win-win on both sides. Obviously, you know, find a property that's actually cash flowing, uh, of course. But that's how you do it. No, yeah, absolutely. And um, I know it sounds elementary to you guys. Mm -hmm. But the concept of living off your assets instead of living off of the work that, you know, living off of the salary, believe it or not, it's, it's something that a lot of people have a hard time understanding because yeah, most is, people yeah. are conditioned to go to college. Yeah. yeah. And let's let's be honest. Most people go to college. If they don't have debt on the front end, they end up with debt on the back end because you go to college. I don't know if you guys ever seen this where you go outside and there's like 10 tables and they're like, oh, sign up for this credit card. And you're 18, 19. Yeah. What, you know, so now you signed up, you're already in debt. And now you're thinking, well. I only have a certain amount of time. I have yep. to get a job, start paying this. And it's, it's like they try to get you on that. Um, They're trying to get you into the rat race. They prepare yeah, yeah. you for yeah, no, no. teach you how to be uh, a, better, uh, uh, a better employee. Yeah, 100%. And that's where a lot of people find challenging. But what I tell the people, especially young people, is, yeah, if you're going to get credit, do it with a plan. Do it with a plan that, like you said, you're going to use it to pay expenses that you were paying for anyway. And you're going to pay it off like that month. Don't. Don't wait. Don't hold the balance. Just like you guys were saying, paid it off right away. Build mm -hmm. up your credit. And once you start working and, and see that, yeah, you know what? It's as honest as the nine to five. Cause then when you start working, you, you know, you got to get dressed up for work and yeah. then, and now you got to go out to lunch and then, you know, and if you're one of the people that's packing the food, bringing it to, I don't know if you were doing that at your job, you know, some of your yeah. other employees kind of look at you funny, but you got to be like, like these guys and don't let that sweat you. Yeah. Any way that you can save money, to build up your credit, acquire something, because the goal should be, like you said, you want a nice car? Think of it this way. Nice car, you should be asking yourself, how many rental units would I take yeah, to pay yeah, for that okay. car? Um, that trip to Europe, how many rental units would I take? And that's why I was saying it's important to kind of just have that goal in mind, because I think as human beings, it's hard to just say, well, you know, take your earn income, turn it into passive income. You kind of ha kind of have that carrot in front of you mm -hmm. where you say, well, this is why... I'm not getting that Perry Yeezys this weekend. This is why I'm not yep. hanging out at the club because yeah. I because I have something to focus on. So I think that's extremely important as well. And let me add one one more point here as well. So a lot of people say, "Oh, I don't want to house hack because I don't want to live with with other tenants." Bro, I am dumbfounded at how many Americans live in this state, right? I have this much capital and, and success they can achieve by just living um, below their means for a little bit. And here's the thing, right? Like it's not forever. You have no kids. You have low debt. You have no responsibilities. You can live in a unit by yourself yeah. and make bank for a year or two. Yeah. It's not, not going to kill you. But that stepping stone and that board can go way beyond because now you own a property and it's cash flowing. And then guess what? When you move out after that year, you're making extra money now. And real quick for the people, the guys, <laughs> cash flowing means after expenses are paid, you have a profit from your unit, your, your property. You know what I'm saying? Um, And and real quick too, uh, we got dollar cost crypto in the house, by the way, the big $100. Uh, super chat. That's you, man. If you want to get into your crypto investments, go ahead and hit up Charlie and the squad over there. There you go. Um, uh, okay. Uh, did we any other anything else, Chris? No. Yeah. Okay. But yeah. College teaches you guys how to be a better employee, man. So just understand, 
that you need to save money. Guys, when I was living in Texas, I literally lived in like a trap house. I had a couch, a TV, one coffee table, and I had my bed on the freaking floor, mattress, mattress on the ground. It was like a drug house. It was a trap house. But I didn't care because I was saving money. I was doing what I needed to do. Yeah. And that's what you you got to suffer a bit, guys. <sighs> Upfront pain typically leads to back end pleasure, but upfront yep. pleasure almost always leads to back end pain. And you know what, what happens? That is probably going to lead to pain that's more long lasting. Oh, okay, yeah. guys? Yeah. It's always better to suffer on the front end because that's temporary. The pleasure that comes after that temporary pain typically is longer lasting. But that pleasure up front is definitely short term. <laughs> and then that pain on the back end from what you did in the stupidity is long term. Yep. Okay, guys? Just like we talk about here when we bring these chicks on and they make bad decisions in their 20s when they're young and beautiful and everything else like that, that leads to back end pain on the, on the uh, you know later on in life. That also applies to your finances and not taking uh, investing seriously, guys. So go ahead and save that money. So we talked about the FHA route, right? So three to five percent. So let's say you guys get want to get a home for a hundred thousand dollars, right? Mm -hmm. You go ahead, you get a, you uh, apply for an FHA loan. You got to put down what three point five percent, right? Thirty five hundred dollars. Yeah. Boom. Pay thirty five hundred dollars. Let's say it's a duplex, right? Pay. You get into one unit. You rent out the other. Have that guy at least pay. The uh your your um your half so let's say mortgage is uh, two thousand dollars a month, right? He pay he which would be kind of expensive for hundred. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'll say thousand dollars a month. Yeah, simple math, simple math, So scenario one, hundred thousand dollar home. You do FHA loan. You get into that. Uh, you get in with only three point five percent down. You get in at thirty five hundred, right? Then rent is a thousand dollars a month. Again, guys, we I know this is like a bizarre world, but this is just for easy math because we're not the mathematicians at this table, right? <laughs> then you charge your tenant twelve hundred. Oh, there you go. Let's say you charge you charge them twelve hundred for rent. He pays the mortgage, and you pocket two hundred dollars. You you have a positive cash flow of two hundred, and now you have all your bills and expenses paid for. And on top of that, cash flowing. You're get it's cash flowing, and you're getting equity in the home because he's paying down your mortgage for you. So Absolutely. now you're starting to own larger a larger and larger stake of the home that you purchased. It's now, a win win, and on top of that, it appreciates guys. Because remember, real estate property appreciates over time, unlike cash. Okay, say that again. Real estate property on a balance of probabilities, even if it goes dips for a little bit, it almost always appreciates better than cash. So it's a double whammy because you bought it at a hundred thousand. Okay, you only put down thirty five hundred to get in that thing. The guy's paying you a thousand twelve hundred. You're making two hundred a month, and he's paying down your mortgage while the house is simultaneously increasing in value. Guys, see what's happening here. You're winning on different as uh, uh, different avenues. Sorry, fresh. Go ahead. No, no, no. I just want to add one point. Uh, this is one caveat here, guys. You can't cash flow if you're in debt. So let me explain. If you got credit card debt, if you got student loans, you're cash flowing. Guess where that's going? <laughs> Nowhere. <laughs> because you, if you have debt, guys, none of this really matters. So your point should be to become debt free, so that when you do these steps, the money is going straight to you. Because if you owe Uncle Sam, if you owe the government, if you owe on credit card companies, if you owe, I don't know. Uh, a loan shark loan, guys. The money should be going to debt because you don't have any money. So, just the one thing, guys. This technique, these strategies, you should be debt free because at that point, you're actually making money. If you're negative zero and you get money, it doesn't make any sense. So, make sure when you do these techniques, it makes sense. And having debt does not count as cash flow. Cool. All right. So All we're right. back. Okay. Um. So we're gonna go on to number three. Number three. We have uh, some chats. If you wanna read it. Okay. Cool. We'll hit the super chats, then we'll go into right. number three. Um. Twenty dollars from SoundCloud Mobile. How do you use precious metals to buy property? I heard if you do it right, you don't have to save taxes on your land. 
I've never done that. I just got into the precious metal game, guys. I just bought silver, which uh, I will talk to you guys about how I purchased the silver and everything. We'll do an episode on precious metals as well. Um, But uh, Zentians, $20. Tips on Texas real estate market. Looking to get into specifics, have land debt-free, more than excellent credit, et cetera, lawyer or another party. Um, I've never bought property in Texas, but Texas is a good market to buy because the property in Texas is dirt cheap and Texas is going up. Guys, the three, my estimations, three hot, hot states right now. Florida, for sure. It's booming over here. Definitely. Uh, you, it might not. It's a seller's market at this point, really. Um, and then uh, Texas and Nevada. Stay, guys, keep your eye on Nevada because all these L.A. people are getting the hell out of California. And, um, you know, and Nevada has no state income taxes, and it's cheap as hell to live there. Uh, Bachelor Man, $20. My student loans are still on forbearance. Should I spend less towards the principal as inflation hits? I hear inflation is good when you have debt because the 10 KUO is worth less after inflation. Hmm. That's a good question, man. Um, you know, we talked about Ben. We talked about student loans with uh, Ben Mankevo. Yeah. Uh, so, so check out that episode because that's a whole other topic, my yeah. friend. So honestly, man, you could do two things here. You can let it ride and just have someone erase it. But my my friend, if you do that though, it, it it's kind of like you're just like uh, giving up. Your best bet is to, to just pay it off. Yeah, I was gonna um, say that because I hope everyone understands that student loans are the one type of debt that never you goes cannot away. Discharge even in bankruptcy. Yeah, it never goes away. So, so your best bet is to just pay it off, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To, that, yeah, you ain't gonna. Yeah, you're gonna die with that that joint, man. Pay it, pay it off. off. Pay student loan debt, man. Get rid of that. Um, press F to eat. Gotcha. <laughs> hey guys, saw you on Joker's channel. Question: I have my first home. It's appreciated 50k in the last three years. Excellent. My credit score is 70, 70 plus. Awesome. How do I turn my first house into passive income or is the goal to just buy and flip? Um, get the hell out of that house, okay, yep. and rent it out or Airbnb it and go ahead and rent so that you have your freedom and you can leave. Personally, guys, I, I you guys can disagree with me. My, my belief is I agree with Grant Cardone on this as much as people want to make fun of me, whatever it is. I think owning a single family home is foolish. Stupid. Unless, yeah, it's stupid. Stupid. Unless the only way I would see it as 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 uh, needed to ha- have a, a one family home is if you have children and you want to get into a good school district. Yeah. That's the only time I see having a, a single family home as like a possibility. But if you're a single guy or you just got a girlfriend or whatever and you don't have children, bruh, what do you need a backyard for, man? Dude, Real you, talk. You need to be walk your dog, nigga. You need to be mobile, man. <laughs> if you're young, you might need to move to Texas, California. The point is you want to be flexible and be able to move. If you're in a home, bro, you're kind of stuck unless you rent it out. My thing is, though, why buy a home with units and yeah. make money? Like, yeah. like, why not make money? Yeah, facts. What do you think, Roger? I, I'm, I'm going to have to disagree a little bit. Sure. Um, okay. And I'll t- oh, could you pull up that super chat back? Because I actually wanted to answer him. Um, so, well, real quick, I answer him real quick. And this is what I was talking about before the show when, when you had a, because he's basically asking us for what his goal should be. And this is something that I'm saying he rent. I, I, I think he should rent the house out. No, no, I'm saying he needs to figure out what Where it Airbnb. is that he's trying to accomplish. Yeah, number yeah. one, like that's not you, you got to kind of, you know, decide that. And as far as what to do, it, it's really going to depend on what market you're in, the data and the numbers. Like I, I don't know anything about the guy's market, so I can't tell him what to do. It might not be a great market for Airbnb. It, that's not, true. You know that's what I mean? True. I that's don't true. have. He any, might live in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, uh, that's what I'm so. saying. So I definitely can't just um, <clears throat> one size does not fit all, and you definitely need to get information. But for that gentleman, I would say number one, you need to figure out what it is that you're trying to accomplish. Do you have a specific goal? Are you trying to pay off debt? Are you trying to acquire something else? And then if he sells it, you also have to do the cost benefit analysis. Yeah, can you rent it out for more than it's going to cost for you to live somewhere else? Yeah, exactly. 
Exactly. So, so yeah, we needed quite a bit more information. Yeah. But just that face value, uh, like I'm not a fan of living in a, like owning a single family home unless you have a family and you're and you're trying to stay in a good school district and you're trying to have a stable home. If you're a single man in a in a single family house, uh, yeah, we're speaking generally generally here, of course. Yeah. But the the definite rule I would say where just to be safe. Is not to do that, but yeah. it depends on your area, of course. It depends, yeah, it depends yeah. Now, on your area, now, everything now, else. Now, now, here's the thing, gents. I, I hear what you're saying, mm -hmm. but not, and that's why I like to refer to numbers and data, right? Because mm -hmm. generally speaking, when you're renting, um, and for the most part, you you can make the argument that when you're renting, your rent, even though people are like, well, you can own for the price of renting, that's that's not 100 percent true. Um, no, you're usually gonna spend more money than when you own a home versus you're renting. Yeah. But then the question becomes. True. When you're renting, like you guys are doing it, but unfortunately, most people are not going to do this. The the money, the difference in the money they save from renting, they're going to blow. Mm. They're going to blow. They're not ninety nine percent of America. You know, the money that they're going to blow, and for most people, most of the wealth that they accumulate is actually in their homes, and homes generally do appreciate yeah. three to five percent. And what ends up happening is if you're renting for more than I'd say three to five years. After that time period, if you had been in a home and let's say you've been in a home for 10 years versus renting, what's going to end up happening most of the time is that when you sell that house, you're going to get all the money that you put into it and usually with a profit. So either you're going to basically be it's like you were renting for free mm -hmm. or you make a profit. And if you keep <laughs> the home long term, I mean, I I know of one case that um, they bought the house six years ago. And when they sold it, they made it gained, I want to say, yeah, like almost $600,000 in like six years. Like they were basically getting paid a hundred grand a year to live in that house. So, yeah, nice. I mean, it depends. It depends yeah. on your, on, on you, but like having a home and being by yourself as a single person, it, it could, like you could do other things. You can travel, you could do other things, but you know, it depends on the preference, but, uh, Obviously, it depends on the person and their lifestyle, their market. There's a bunch of factors, guys. So choose no, the best scenario for you. Choose the best scenario for you. Some, as you guys can see, there's different opinions here, yeah. so, which is great. Um, okay. Uh, Trey's heart monitor, 20 bucks. Okay. <laughs> he's talking about how to rent out. <laughs> Wait. Properties, talk, what? finding good renters, and how to advertise for your vacant property online. Don't worry. We're going to talk about that. Facebook. Uh, okay. So, um, all right. So, we're caught up? No. Okay. Uh, Oscar. Guys, if you don't know what to do, get your uh, CDL hazmat. Took two months. I'm back on track to make over 90K this year. I'll pay off my debt. This year and buy a duplex next year. I get to listen to podcasts all day to make bank. Absolutely. There you go. Nice. All right, cool. Um, all right. So step three, guys, is round three. So you've saved your money. Oh, no, no. We didn't talk about uh putting down a lot or the larger payment if you're gonna be an investor. Oh, yeah. So okay, so you got the so we we went through the scenario with the FHA loan where you're only putting down 3.5%. Then you have the other situation where you're an investor. Um, most banks now you're going to have to put down with thanks to the beer bug and, you know, the, the market and everything else like that. You're going to have to put somewhere between 20 to 25% down on a house, which let's say it's a hundred thousand dollars. You're going to have to put down 25 grand to be able to get it, uh, to be able to get it as an investor or 20 grand. I mean, Roger, have you seen, I've seen 20, uh, 25% for I, banks, I, but is that someone I'm working with right that had to put, he had to put down 30. Okay. Sheesh. So 25 seems to be the average right now. Yeah, for well, for most people, yeah, between twenty and twenty. Well, honestly, I haven't seen twenty in a bit, so twenty five percent. Yeah, and honest, you guys yeah. can thank uh, the CV nineteen for that one. Sheesh. Yeah. Um, but yeah, twenty five percent, guys. If you want to get in as an investor, now, what are the perks of this? Well, the perks are obviously you get a lot more equity in the home right away. Right. Number two, you're able to uh, avoid PMI or private mortgage insurance, insurance. Yep. Right, which that's a that's basically throwing money out the window when you do PMI. 
And that pretty much happens anytime you buy a home with less than 20% down, guys, Like, on, which kind of sucks about FHA. You got to pay something called PMI, which can easily add another $100 to $200, depending on how big the property is, whatever, uh, to your monthly um, bill. You know what I'm saying? And you don't get that money back. It's kind of like an HOA. It's a waste. Of, it's, a, so, it's a waste. So let me explain what PMI yeah, is. Yeah, PMI is private mortgage insurance. All private it is yep. is that if something were to happen to you or you can't pay on the mortgage, there's an insurance policy that makes sure the banks the bank gets their money. So, yeah. Exactly. And, so yeah, that doesn't, that the, doesn't really help you. And, yeah. You and, guys could think the 2008 home home crash for that one. But hold on. Crash. Let me just defend FHA a little bit. You can refinance later on. Yeah. And get it taken out. No, no, absolutely. Yeah. Well, see, that's once you have a certain amount of equity in the home. Yeah. Which you could just accomplish, like you said, by just putting a, a bigger but down payment. Most up people front. don't have the money up front. No, no, no. You're correct. So you're they correct. have to do it that way. Yeah. But yeah, if you're gonna get, it, if you have the capital, guys, personally. If you don't have money up front, if you don't have a, a, a money, because here's the thing, you guys could do that house hacking thing multiple times and just do it. it the only thing with the FHA loan that sucks, you got to stand there for a year, guys. Yeah, you could, but you, you could do it four times before you can do it uh, no more. Okay. All right. So, yeah. So, you could do it four times, get three, like, you know, duplexes, triplexes, whatever it is, which obviously, if you're going to house hack, that's, I think, the best way to do it because yeah. you're going to have another tenant or two. The more doors, the better, especially if you're going to do the house hacking uh, method because then you have more doors that can pay you money. And on top of that, if one person's low or one person doesn't have rent or anything, at least you have someone else that could either pay a portion. So if you have to come out of pocket because tenants do, you know, there, there are situations where they won't have the money on time or whatever it is, which is a pain. But the more doors, the less you can kind of uh, spread that uh, annoyance. Um, so the, the, so with twenty now, nowadays, guys, you're going to have to put 25% down a lot of the times. Now, is there a situation where you've seen guys putting twenty percent down in this market, Roger, or no? I haven't worked with any. Oh, that's not true. There is someone that I am working with that he has the option of doing that, but he prefers to put twenty five percent down. Okay. Okay. Well, why? Why was he? If you could tell us, is it? Is it because he has like crazy credit or something like that? Uh, or he's it's, done a it's, lot of. It's yeah. It's well, not just crazy credit. He also has a really high income, mm -hmm. and he's also been investing for years. So, and he's a W two employee too, right? Isn't he? Yeah, he he has a very high income, and he's a W two employee. Correct? Okay. Okay. So, and we're going to talk about that. Actually, perfect transition over. To the next one here, guys. So step three, guys, is have proof of income. All right. Yep. So, so you've established what your goal is. You want to make 10K a month, right? Then step one, then that's number one. And then step one is get good credit. Then step two is save the money, three, whether it's a down a small down payment of 3.5 with FHA or investment at 20 to 25% down. Now you have to start getting things ready for the bank. You're going to need proof of income, guys. Yep. Man, they're going to ask you for so many documents, guys. Tax, tax returns. Uh, W-2s, all bank, that stuff. Bank statements. Bank statements. Now, what they're mostly going to ask for, guys, typically, now, if you're a W-2 employee, they're going to typically just want your tax returns. And then six months of uh, bank statements, right? Because you have a consistent, you have a job, you're employed, you're more of a safer, because, guys, you got to remember, the bank looks at you as like, okay, can this guy pay us back. If you have a regular job, a government job, a state job, whatever it is, you're going to be more likely to be able to pay because you have a stable income. You have a fixed job, right? And if it's like predictable income, excellent. That's what the banks want, right? That's what they're predicting. But if you're an entrepreneur, that's where things can get sticky. And actually, I could talk to you guys a little bit about how I messed up on this. But uh, yeah, six months of bank statements, W-2. Uh, if you're an entrepreneur, they're going to want to pay uh, profit loss statements. What else? Am I missing anything? Yeah, they're, they're gonna want to know what your Dick size? Um, housing expenses are. Definitely. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah, yeah. They're gonna they're gonna want oh, yeah. your your recurring bills. So like they're gonna want how much you pay for rent. They're gonna want to see car payments, all this other stuff. And if, uh, if you've got a previous mortgage, if you have a previous mortgage, all that's gonna come into play, guys. Your debt, what your current debt to income ratio is, all yep. that stuff. 
Yep. And if it and if it doesn't look good, they're not going to give you the loan. You yeah. know, because you guys got to remember that the banks, they they they're weighing risk here by lending you money. So if you look like you can't pay them back or you don't have a stable income, they're not going to give it to you. Even if you have a lot of money in the bank, but you don't have an income, it's still going to mess you up to some degree. Yeah. You know, so that's why I say get your credit on point, have some cash and have some kind of stable income, whether it's a, a W-2 job or you're an entrepreneur and you've been able to be stable. Now, uh, anything before I tell my story of how I messed up? Yeah. So with income and tax returns. Now, I know none of the chat members of the Fresh and Fit podcast would ever tell the IRS they make way less on their tax returns than they actually do. <laughs> but just for the guys out there, I just want you to understand that um, it's important for you to report all your income because in regards to credit, because the more you can show, the more you qualify for. Yep. And yeah, guys, so I know a lot of people are like, well, I, you know, maybe, you know, fudge a little bit here, a little bit there. It, it Long term, it benefits you. It's, it's going to help you more to be able to show that you have more income. Yeah. And and here's the other thing, too, because obviously some of you guys don't want to be liable for as many taxes. So you're going to write a bunch of things off. Guys, that will hurt you when you're trying to get um, <laughs> when you're trying to show your income because they're going to go off of your net income. OK, also known as AG, adjusted gross income. AGI. Yes. Yeah, that's what they're going to go off of. So if you make one hundred thousand dollars, but you write off 80 grand, guess what? They're going to tell you, oh, you only have twenty thousand dollars for this year, bro. Like <laughs> you ain't got nothing. OK, yeah. so um, I've heard some horror stories. If man. you're trying to get into real estate, man, you're going to have to under, you, you can't have it both ways. OK, you're If you're going to get into real estate, you want to start buying some property, whatever. And you want to get the banks to look at you as a uh, as a good person to lend the money to you don't want to write off a million things because you need to show more income to show that you're a good candidate for them to lend you money especially if you're an entrepreneur yeah. guys pro tip do not do what i did stupid do not quit your w-2 job okay and go and try to buy a property guys do not do it especially if you have not been in business for at least two years with your llc i learned that the hard way man i left my job right late last year W two job, and um, and I wanted to get a property in 2021, and I was like, all right, sweet, let's do this. And they're like, oh, well, your business only been incorporated for about a year or so. Uh, you don't really, you're not a good person to lend this money yeah. to. And I had a hard time finding uh, a lender. I went to all the major banks, uh, Bank of America, uh, you know, Chase, whatever, TD. None of them wanted to give me a loan, guys, because I only had one year of like tax returns on my business. And it was way less because I had a regular job. So I wasn't obviously putting as much effort and making as much money from my businesses before. So whatever you do, if you want to quit your W2 job or whatever, close on the property first, guys. Do not, and I mean, do not leave your stable job, no matter how much you hate it, until you close on your first property at least so that you can uh, get in because you're going to have a serious, <laughs> a seriously tough time getting into that property when you don't have uh proof of income that's stable if your business has not been incorporated for two years okay. yeah let, let me just run through that because sure please I know, I know you're like a seasoned investor now so you're throwing no, out oh, a lot of terms yeah, i'm throwing out yeah yeah please that, if, that uh, people may not understand so the buying process is going to be um like i said you're going to go through the gathering all your information getting uh pre-qualified or pre-approved for a loan then you're going to find the property you're going to thank you walter you're going to make an offer then you're going to get in under contract. Getting in under contract does not mean closing. Mm -hmm. You'd be surprised how many people feel that because they got something on the contract, they can go out and buy a brand new Range Rover now. Oh, no. 
Then when you get close to closing, underwriting contacts you back and they're like, yo, your debt to your, your debt to um messed up, man. Debt to income ratio is messed up. We can't get the can't get we're, we're gonna talk now. about that in like step five, though. Yeah, no, I'm just like okay. I'm just letting them know. So so yeah, closing is after everything is said and done. Yep. At that point, if you want to go get the nice car or whatever, okay, but not before then. Yeah, guys. So Grit your teeth. If you want to buy a real estate property and you hate your job and you're thinking about quitting and you're like, oh, I'm an entrepreneur. I got my job, blah, blah, blah. You know, I got my business. Don't quit, guys. Keep your job. Make And just like Roger said, good point. Getting it under contract doesn't mean anything. So many things can go wrong, okay? So make sure that you do not quit your job, your W-2 job, until you close. Once you close, then you can go into your job and be like, hey, guys, I quit. I quit. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, you know. Fuck this shit, I'm out. Mm-mm. So Fuck yeah. This shit, I'm out. No <laughs> so yeah, guys. Um, okay. Uh, anything else before we get into the next one? No. Uh, we have some chats. I didn't read it. Uh, okay. Um, guys, we're gonna read these chats twenty and up. Okay. Yep. Uh, can I still get into real estate if I have no credit but a bunch of money? Uh, no, you need good credit, my friend. They're gonna still. Are you, are you yeah. buying a house cash? Yeah. Unless uh, you're gonna buy cash. Uh, yeah. Uh, okay. The beast twenty four ninety nine. Hey, I'm twenty three. I'm getting out of the military soon. I just wanted to get some advice. If you had any of the transition. Uh, if any of you have had the uh, well, a Rogers former military, yeah. Um, note that I will have benefits such as free school. I will get paid to go to school. That's a whole other topic, man. Uh, just just keep listening though, because we might answer answer that in part during I, this. Broadcast. I mean, I, I will say one thing though. Um, yeah. most colleges have a VA representative, and if that college does, they should be able to point you to someone. I would say reach out to that person if one of the things you want to do is go to school, and they will help you out. Also, you can you can definitely reach out to the Veterans Administration. So I would start there. Also, if you're still in the service, I believe, I don't know what branch you are, but I know in the army, they have counselors that counsel you before you get out that could point you in the right direction as well. Awesome. Uh, okay. CELOS, 20 hours. I make uh, 60K at, with about 30K in stocks slash crypto and 14K in a Roth IRA and a credit score of 802. I'm based in New York, but want to get into getting gaining passive income from duplexes. If I move, I lose my 60K job. Would love any advice. Keep listening, my friend. We're yeah. going to talk about that later on in the broadcast. Anything else? Yeah, we have someone that I don't want to read this one. Uh, this group with you, Myron Fresh, bought a three-bedroom house in Queens, New York for 490 k in 2019 and looked up the value for this house, and now it's estimated to be worth 710 uh, k now. Also, if I marry, she can't take the house since I got it before. <laughs> hey, man, Venom, that, that's good for you, bro. But again, like I said, that's, you, 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 I guess you, you were able to find a deal, man. But, <laughs> I mean, 490 k you could have taken that money and bought a couple of different properties in different areas and been making more money off of that. So, yeah. You know, 490k, you could have easily bought a couple of you could have bought a, a duplex, a triplex, like you could have made more made more money. Yeah, you appreciated th- 300k, but you could have bought multiple properties and gotten more doors. And you know, yeah, I mean, I'm not saying and what you did was wrong. The New but- York the New York market is known for that though. Like these properties, those brick and mortar properties, they just go up in value a lot. So I mean, it can happen, bro. But deception is not not the rule. Yeah, bro. Like you could have you I if you could have taken that 490 and dumped it into other things, that would have made you more money instead instead of one home, one three bedroom home. You know what I'm saying? Uh, which you haven't been making money on. You've been you've been paying a mortgage on it. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, okay. Anything else? No, we good. Okay, we're caught up. So, uh, step four. <clears throat> so, you have your your documents ready to go. All that other stuff. Now it's time to go to the bank and get pre qualified. Oh yeah. I don't know how many. I can't believe how many people actually start looking at houses without figuring out how much money that how what they can actually buy, how much house they can afford. Guys, this is a crucial step, man. You need to get pre-qualified to some degree, get a letter, whatever it is. Roger, you want to talk on this? Roger, yeah, no. So me personally, I won't 
sending anyone property. I'm not taking anyone out unless I can see pre-approval information because it, it's just a waste of my time and your time mm -hmm. for me to take you out. See, you see something you like, then you go back to the bank and the bank is like, uh, no, you can't afford it. Yeah. It's, it's like, not in your price. It's not in your price range. So what's the point of that? They look at you like really nigga. And now <laughs> you're talking about investment properties. Like as I'm sure you can attest, like I'm building relationships. So if I bring someone to the guy mm, and I'm yeah, like, thanks. um, yeah, we, we, we were interested. And then when it comes time to put in an offer, like, or we do put an offer and then financing falls through, that looks bad on me. And right. that particular seller is probably not going to want to do business with him anymore. Cause he's like, yo, you can't, you, you wasted my time. You can't deliver. So yeah, guys, um, don't go out looking at properties until you know how much you can get from the bank, which will determine what price range you can, you know, you could purchase. So yeah, Thanks. there you go. So that's step four. Now, guys, step that's just pretty easy. Get pre-qualified. Yep. Figure yep. out what you can afford, guys. Okay. Yep. Figure out what you can afford. And that's going to set you up for the next step, step five. Get a real estate agent, man. Get hey. a real estate agent, guys. Okay. Um, a real estate agent is going to just save you so many headaches, man. Yes. They know the market. They're going to help you find the best thing, uh, the best property if you're trying to, especially if you if you want to invest. They're going to find help you find deals. They're going to be another set of eyes that can look and work numbers with you. I can't tell you how many times I've been on hours I've spent talking to Roger where we're looking at houses. I might have not carried a one here and figured it out. Oh, this is a great deal. Like, no, you, you, you messed up the math. Oh, no, this is a horrible deal. Like having another set of eyes and having someone else looking through the market with you helps so much because now you're pre-qualified. Now you know how much house you can afford and you have a trained professional that knows the market that will help you find stuff. Roger, can you tell them about that? How no, imperative yeah. it is to have a real estate agent? Now, yes, I 100% agree. However, I know some people would be like, I tried a real estate agent and they sucked. And they sucked. Yeah. Unfortunately, that is the reality. That's there true. are a lot of agents out there that um don't really specialize in investment properties. And, you know, they'll they'll try, they'll do their best. But the first step I would say, even before getting a real estate agent, is educate yourselves to to at least to some degree. Mm -hmm. So that you can evaluate the real estate agent through talking, seeing what information they're giving you. So you could evaluate if the agent even knows what they're talking about. And then from there, the next thing I would say is you could either go off of referrals. Um, there's a bunch of uh, a face group, Facebook groups, a bunch of chats, a bunch of different ways you can get like investment friendly real estate agents. Or in some cases, you know, going to areas that you're looking at duplexes, triplexes, and calling up some of those agents, because most likely the ones that are representing those sellers are obviously they're working with an investor. So those are just some of the ways you can find an investor-friendly real estate agent. Yeah, I would say find a mentor. Well, that too, yeah. More so than just an agent, because when you find a mentor that has done the process many times, it can guide you through the same process. No, absolutely. And for example, like let's say you want to invest in multifamily properties. Those properties... There's some realtor that actually does that as his only thing. Yep. That specialized person can guide you in a way that a regular agent can't. So I'd say find a mentor first that does what you want to do. Once you find a mentor, ask for advice. Make sure you, you, you do some research yourself. Go on YouTube if you need to or look at some books. Then at that point, you go into, the, into that situation with an educated mind. You talk to them. Okay, we're on the same page here. Good. Let's do, now let's do, let's do business. At that point, you're both educated and you can both move forward with, with the right choice. Absolutely. Yeah, but yeah. definitely... A real estate agent makes and everything way easier, guys. I would. What's what up, Chris? No, I have my uh, two cents on that too. If you wanna, um, if I want to share. Uh, no, absolutely. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, sure. Um, this this um this month I've been you know finding a place and um definitely not you know 
uh, doing real estate, but to having an agent like Roger, Roger helped me out for the first, uh, what, two weeks. And um, he's been very helpful, um, saved, saved me lots of time and, 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 and money. And then I hired a broker to help me find my, my current place. And he, he knows so many um, tips and tricks and he's cut, cut me lots of time. And so guys, what they're saying is true about finding someone, uh, a real estate agent, do it. Don't, you know, do your research, uh, hit them up and, you know, just you go from there. Uh, Roger, can you tell people how they can uh, vet uh, an, a good agent? Because there's a lot of crappy agents, especially down yes, here in facts, South Florida. Facts, yeah. Bro, I can't tell you guys how many of these agents. I'll say one thing that I noticed. If they do a part time, don't fuck with them, bro. Don't. I wouldn't personally. Uh, yeah. No, you don't want to. Because they, they kind of do it. I got my real estate license, whatever. You know, it'd be like some dumb bimbo that does it like, you know, one hour a week <laughs> and stuff like that. She got it on I the side because she doesn't know what she's doing. She's doing OnlyFans. She's doing uh, real estate. She's doing crypto is doing a bunch of stuff she's jack of trades master of none like you want someone that knows what they're doing they've been doing it for a bit they deal with investors especially if you're trying to go down this road you want a full-time real estate agent bro you don't want someone that's like part-time or kind of half-assing it because they're not going to take it seriously i mean roger what, what's your take other tips guys can have for no, yeah i mean agent? i mean me personally i'm passionate about real estate would you say that from jump when you met me you yeah. could tell i was like passionate about real estate right the moment you yo you should get some real estate i'm like all right bro <laughs> give, give me a break man let, let me breathe let me breathe man <laughs> but but now yeah i mean that's why i say you got to educate yourself and you've got to you, you've definitely got no lingo like i said you also have to know what your goal is like if you tell someone yeah i'm looking for a turnkey and then they start sending you stuff that needs like fifty thousand dollars in rehab yeah can you yeah. tell them what a turnkey property is okay yeah a, a turnkey property is a property that is essentially you just purchase and you start collecting rents in the there's sense tenants that in it already tenants like in it everything's been done there's there's either very little or nothing that you're going to do to it which is what i do guys i love yeah. turnkeys personally Correct. i don't want to deal with it <laughs> so yeah just certain things like for instance of a property that needs to be rehabbed is going to be termed a value add property because you rehabbing it is going to add value to it and just these little basic turns turnkey rehab uh, cash on cash cap rate burr burr yeah if burr, you're talking burr, to burr, agent, burr, burr. they don't know what these terms are yeah, that's that's not the agent you want to go with. Call yeah, me, they call, need it. They know they need to know what these things are, guys. So call me Gucci man. I, uh, personally, I would say just getting a full time real estate agent is going to solve you a lot, solve a lot of problems for you. You know, don't hire a real estate agent because she's hot, guys. Okay, yeah. don't hire. I mean, if she's qualified, she's qualified. You know what I'm saying? That's fine. But some guys, some of you guys, I'm, some of you guys, are a little thirsty. Oh, she hot, bro. Oh, I'm gonna hire her. Like, nah, man, don't do that. Nah. One of the best Especially ways in South Florida, people be doing that, man. Yeah, one of the best way to bet somebody is to actually go, hey. Show me your properties that you're working on right now. Mm. Show me some of your reviews. Show me some of your clients. There you go. And they'll tell you, look, I just sold like 10 properties uh, yesterday, mm -hmm. last month. Like you can see a track record. And then guess what? A lot of these people are dealing with high profile clients, like millionaires, billionaires. So if they're if they're working with them, they could work, you could work with you too. You know? Exactly. Man. Facts. So, so yeah, guys. So that's get a real estate agent, man. It's it's important. It's gonna save you a lot of headaches. Okay. Yeah. Um now. And also, they're going to be like a conduit between you and the other party. And you know what I'm saying? They're going to be, they're kind of like your, think of it as, uh, like, they're like your negotiator advisor. Yeah. They're a negotiator. You know, they fight, they, they're fine for you, bro. Um, Karen Deep Singh, hey, Maran, ask uh, Bofa, uh, I think bank, Bofa for vacant lot loans. They don't give them out because they can't have collateral on the properties. What should I do? I've never bought a vacant lot, bro. I've never done a vacant lot Me loan. Me either. Uh, Roger? um yeah kind of off topic it, it, it me i mean that's yeah it, it me hit me up off um after the show or online man you know instagram roger underscore lasad yep he's uh his instagram is below guys okay yeah. 
So moving on to the next one. Isaac Rhodes, real quick, 50 bucks. Oh. I've been an MLO for three years. PMI, private insur mortgage insurance, is only attached to conventional loans when you have under 20% equity. As for FHA, the term is MIP, mortgage in insurance premium. You're required to pay it for 11 years or for life of the loan. Okay. Yeah, we covered that. Thanks, man. And uh, last one. James Jones, 19 bucks. I'm here and ain't no woman. women. Write my name down as present. Real spill. Y'all killing it. Get money. James Jones. Thank, Thank you James. very much. And we got 4,500 of you guys in here, guys. Please. Guys, like the video. Like the video. Guys, comment, we're, subscribe. We're dropping gems here for free, man. Yeah, facts. Straight facts, gems facts. for free. Facts. Least you can do is like the video. Sub, sub to the channel as well. It's free. Down Majestic below. Axel, $20. I'm a, license, I'm a licensee, but I got my license in February 2020 when CV19 started, so I never really advanced any of that. Any advice to start looking into the market? I need to learn more, but should I still look for another agent? Um, Just keep what, tuning into the broadcast, man. Yeah. yeah. So, okay. So, uh, we've talked about a couple of things, right? We've talked about step one. Well, number one, in your mind, what do you want to do? What's your goal? For the purpose of this show, we're talking about cash flow and making money passively, right? From re owning real estate property, collecting rent. Number one, get good credit. Number two, save as much money as you can, whether it's for a FHA loan, 3.5 down, or for uh, an investor uh, number, which is typically right now in this market, guys, 25% down, okay? Then you need to prove your income, have your tax returns ready, W-2s, all that stuff. If you're a W-2 employee or if you're a business owner, right? Make sure you have at least two years of tax returns with your business so you don't have to deal with headaches. And also have your bank statements ready to go, six months typically, profit loss uh, statements, all that stuff, right? Then get pre-qualified, step four. Now, then five, we just finished. Get a real estate agent, vet your real estate agent, get someone who is uh, versed in what you're trying to do, whether it's real estate investing, uh, Airbnb, there's different types of, real estate agents have different types of expertise, but get somebody that can actually help you. Don't get a part-time real estate agent or a real estate agent that's hot just so you can talk to her. Like, no, guys, take this stuff seriously, all right? Don't try to go out and get laid by a real estate agent. man. I, you'd be amazed at how many of these guys hire a real estate agent down here in South Florida just because she's hot. Like, bro, what the? Stupid. Anyway, it's a whole other thing. Okay, number six. Identify what type of property you want and start looking at properties on whether it's Redfin, Zillow, whatever it is. I personally like Redfin because it has mm -hmm. a pretty sweet calculator on it, which we'll show you here, guys, right now. We're going to give you guys an example of a good property. Um, and then there's plenty of crappy ones out there, but we're going to teach you guys how to look, figure out cash on cash, all that other stuff, because that's the metric that I use personally that I think is the most important. Because uh, let's be honest, you know, they say the 1% rule, bruh. In this market, you ain't going to get, you're rarely going to find a house that's going to ma match that 1% rule. Facts. Which, uh, for those that are wondering, the 1% rule is, Let's say you find a house for hundred thousand dollars. It needs to. It needs to be making you a thousand dollars a month, right? Positive, Correct. So the monthly income needs to be one percent of the purchase price. Yeah. That's where it comes from. Exactly. So yeah. So if you buy it for hundred thousand, you need to be cash flowing, which means after all expenses are paid, right? A thousand dollars, which is very tough to do in today's market. Okay. Yeah. Um. Okay. So uh, you guys want to talk about this? Finding a house on Redfin and everything like that. Yeah, man. So uh, me personally, I don't or really Zillow or whatever look um, on what's available on the market because I feel like those deals are kind of um, I feel like those deals are uh, out there and they've been Truth you know source. looked at, passed over. Mm -hmm. So I look at off market deals where no one's seeing them for the most part, or only a select few. Can Tell see people them. how are you get access to those though. And like I said before, you find a mentor in the space that knows what he's doing. He's been in the game for a little bit. He knows the behind the scenes. He can show you some off market properties that are not available to the general public. And those tend to be better deals, you know, better uh, negotiating power, and as well, 
they're more behind the, you know, the the threshold. So most people won't see them. So the point here is that like I look for off, off market properties. That's my spiel. Um, if you find someone that actually has the access to those, perfect. If you can't, uh, like you said, go to Redfin. But for the most part, I go to off market properties myself. So all my deals I've done are on the market, guys. So I've used uh, Redfin. Uh, Roger, you want to tell them a little bit about uh, finding properties on on the market and versus off market? No, yeah, definitely. So what what Fresh is saying is definitely true. Your best deals, your absolute best deals are going to be off market. But now, you, like you said before, you're going to have to either be with a mentor or real estate agent that has access to that, right? Yeah. Most agents are going to have access to what's known as the MLS, which is a multiple listing service, which is essentially an organization that a bunch of different brokerages co have come together and they're part of, and they put all this information up there for public consumption. So really important. Like when I was working with Myron, I identified what his goals were. Um, he was qualified, got him qualified. So I knew what um, price range to look into. And then from there, we started evaluating um, properties based on area um cash flow and expenses so and we're going to show you guys an example of a property yeah. that's a good deal here in a second so in communicating you know back and forth because obviously since this is an investment property the main thing was the return so i started sending him spreadsheets but i know in the beginning you know different formats and certain things but and then for as kind of a quick shortcut, he would use um, Redfin, which actually has a pretty good calculator. Yeah. And can we pull that up real quick, Chris, on, on the side? I'm going to show you guys how I use it. Actually, Redfin has an app that I like. I know there's a bunch of different, like, you know, calculators that you can use, but I really like the one on Redfin. Um, Roger, everyone has different methods. Roger has a cool spreadsheet that he sends me that has everything there. So here's an example of a, of a property that me and Roger looked at that we missed out on. Uh, this is my fault. <laughs> no, no, it is what it is. Uh, but you, you found a better one, so yeah. whatever. So, uh, so this is an example, guys. This one is rare. I ain't gonna lie, you guys. This this deal is like almost a unicorn. It's a duplex, five bedrooms each, yeah, which is uh, insane. Yeah, duplex it is five great. bedrooms each. Yeah, five, I think it's a five two. Yeah, five two. Believe five bedroom, two bathroom. Yeah. Now it's under contract, unfortunately, and uh, it's here in Miami, right? And uh, it's, it's going for five fifty right now. It says. This rare duplex has five bedrooms and two bathrooms. Incredible. Yep. Yeah, guys, you ain't going to find something like this. But this is an example of a good deal, right? So scroll down a bit, uh, Chris. So this is an Alapata. It's in the hood. I ain't going to lie. But, oh, that's Lord. A, oh, gosh. <laughs> but, 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 that area is up and coming, guys. Yeah, it's coming. <laughs> like, uh, there, there's yeah. a bunch of people moving here from New York. As you guys know, CV19 had all these Northeasterners getting the hell out of there from Boston, uh, from New York. From uh, Baltimore, uh, Jersey, they're all getting the hell out of the Northeast and coming down here in droves. Chris can't even find an apartment, man. Yo, it's hard as fuck, man. Yeah, yeah. man. So it's like one, they're coming down here. One word. Gentrification. Yep. No, so, absolutely. Because this is not too far from Wynwood, which for some of you guys that aren't familiar with with uh, with Miami, Wynwood is pretty much like, think of it as the uh, Williamsburg. The Williamsburg of, of, of Miami. Uh, of Miami. Yeah. It's, it's the art district. It's up and coming. Ten years ago, it was the hood, but now it's getting... Yeah, well, it's, it's getting more trendy and everything else like that. So this place is going to 100% appreciate. Obviously, we can speculate, but, you know, we've been looking. It's, it's going to go up. So the thing I like about this is it has this payment calculator here, right? This is what when you put the 25% down, the home price. And then if you click there, the three dots, Chris, on the on the, uh, at, down, at the, bottom, at the bottom there. Yeah. yeah. Now it tells you the property taxes, HOA dues, which thank God this thing doesn't have HOA dues, guys. Quick tip, guys. Do not buy a property if it has HOAs because that Facts. money is just going out the window. Okay, do don't buy condos that have HOAs, none of that stuff. Um, and then you got uh, homeowners insurance, which is kind of high. It's actually you could probably get a way better rate than that. But 
the point is, is that this property right here, uh, you're putting down 137.5, right? Um, and it's costing you. Can you scroll up a bit, Chris? Yeah, sure. And Tad, it's making it's costing you 26.32 per month. Now you need to figure out how much does it earn per month. Which luckily it doesn't have it on this on this listing. But this is the importance of having a real estate agent. Roger is able to look at it in the active MLS, which almost always has more information. And Roger, what is this thing bringing in? About five grand. So this property, there you go, is making five thousand dollars a month. Okay, so let's do the math. Five thousand. It's five thousand flat. Um, let me see if I can pull it up real quick. We're gonna give you guys the exact thing because we're gonna do the math live on air with you guys. And it's five fifty right now. It's yeah, it's it's actually under contract right now, which hurts my soul. <laughs> but. So this thing makes five thousand, right? Five thousand thirty-seven. So 5, whatever, five thousand. Okay. Yeah. Five thousand thirty-seven minus twenty. And remember, guys, that this is uh, we're, we're the this is with the higher home insurance. You could probably, and I always like to go up, right, so that you can always be pleasantly surprised if it ends up costing less. But always round up, guys. Okay, so you don't disappoint yourself because there is always going to be miscellaneous costs that come into play, right? So five thousand thirty-seven mm-hmm. minus twenty-six thirty-two. That equals. 2405. So you're making bro 2400 bucks now <laughs> cash flow per month. Now what you're going to do is you're going to multiply that number by 12, right? That gives you $28,860 net, okay? A year. A year. Now you're going to divide that by the cash into the deal, okay? Which in this case is going to be that 13755. Yeah. That gets you a cash on cash return of 20 Almost 21%, guys, which is phenomenal, okay? That is literally incredible. You're making almost like Fresh's salary <laughs> per year. <laughs> <His old salary. laughs> oh, but, Lord, man. But, yeah, guys, 21% cash on cash. So, um, Roger, I mean, me and Roger are a little bit more aggressive. We typically don't want to do a deal if it's under 13. But, guys, if you're getting a cash on cash of between 8% bare minimum to 15, you're in a pretty damn good spot, man. What, what's your take on it? I guess, remember, I mean, that's possible. I mean, like man. I said, it, it all depends on people's goals. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a guy I um, ran into years back. He just wanted 5%. But in his situation, he, he literally had like a few million dollars that was literally sitting in the bank and he was getting like not even 1%. Less than 1%. So he was just like, the hell, man. And like, let, let me just stick it someplace. But he also didn't want something. He also some, wanted something that was like a class property basically low risk and then like a super nice neighbor. So he was willing to take less of a return for that, mm-hmm. but he saw that as, you know, as a safer deal. So, yeah. But right. yeah. So it, it could be something as simple as that. They just want to, you know, put their money someplace where it's making more money than it currently is making them. Yeah. Cause then bank, you don't make shit. Yeah. You don't yeah. make, yeah. You're, but you're better off like taking that money and throwing it into a property. Now I know people ask, well, cash flow, what's an acceptable rate. What's not an acceptable rate guys. You always want to, at bare minimum, break even. Which even yeah. then, I'm I'm shaky. I don't even want to yeah. do that. I wouldn't. I don't even want to do that. If it's not cash flow, I don't want it. Yeah. Bro. If it's not, what, what's your quote that you always use? If Roger? it does, well, all right. It's not my quote. I got this from Mr. Wonderful. Okay. Credit to Mr. Wonderful, Kevin O'Leary. If it does not like cash video, flow, just say no. There you go. Yeah. If it does not cash flow. Just say no. There you go. And and you know, some people, you know, they'll be like, "Yo, I'll break even because I nah. know that this is gonna appreciate," but it's like, oh. But see, here's the problem with that, right? And 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 we even experience this. What what if you forgot something or what if a, uh, an expense goes up so now you're in the negative yes like what and something will happen guys i'm telling you something is gonna break as soon as you sign that goddamn contract man and, and also like, it always not, happens you're not calling for things that break in the house 
yeah. you know, the roof, if things go wrong, hopefully you get it checked before you buy the property. The fridge. You know what I'm saying uh, it could be termite. Like, all that shit you need to inspect first of, first yeah. of all, but, you know, things break all the time in the property. So you never know. Yeah, guys. So it, it, I agree with Roger 100%. If it does not cash flow, just say no. You know what I'm saying? Let it go. Uh, obviously, this is a phenomenal deal. You know, we're talking about almost a 21% cash on cash on 137 grand where you're making 24, uh, 2400 a month. That's fantastic. But obviously, you know, with a smaller deal, you know, that's why the cash on cash is so good because you're able to use a percentage back on that cash that you put in into the deal. What are you getting back? You ain't going to get that on the stock market, baby. You know what I'm saying? Like, you're just not, which is why real estate is fantastic because what you're also doing is, number one, you weren't, you didn't have to put all your money into it. You leveraged. You were able to put in a portion, get into the property, make passive income, and the tenants are paying down the property for you. Equity. So you're simultaneously building equity in the home. Yep. Right? You're building equity in the home. You're getting money. It's just a win-win. And on top of that, the property is appreciating. You know what I'm saying? Pro real estate, pretty much, what you say? It appreciates between 3 to 5%. And in this market, it's going crazy. Guys, I bought a property with Roger. I won't say the address because for you crazy guys out there. But I bought a property overpriced. I ain't going to lie. You know, some of you guys might look at me like, stupid. It appraised for 337 we bought it for uh three sixty. No, no. Well, three fifty eight. We bought it for three fifty eight, right? It appraised for three thirty seven. We bought it for three fifty eight, and people, were, I was like, you know, and it was making uh, thirteen percent cash on cash. Okay, was was the was the number, which is good, uh, even with us overpaying for it. But that property now, guys, I closed that on March twelfth. It's worth three eighty now. Yep, it's went up eleven percent. Okay, and the reason why I took that calculated risk was because me and Roger, we drove around the area. We saw a train station there. We soon we saw a new development. We saw like the uh, so, um, it was a New York based company that was building in an uh, right around that area. Yeah. Um, it was in uh, Northwest Miami, which is an up and coming area. And it's I was like, you know what, dude, let's do it because this this area is going to explode here soon. So obviously, you know, you don't want to buy off of speculation a lot of the time, guys. Like that's not an intelligent way to go. But the cash on cash was good, and you know, I I knew that it was going to appreciate to some degree. And it appreciated even faster than I thought. So sometimes you got to take calculated risk, guys. No, absolutely. Um, and just to break down what Myron was talking about. So this property, first of all, Wait, was completely duplex, yeah. duplex completely rehabbed. Um, new roof, new AC, electricals redone, tankless water heaters. We had two long-term tenants that are family members. So obviously there's a tie there, right? And they had been there for a long time. Years. Correct. Um, the first thing I always look at is um how far away they how far away are there from like basic food like supermarket walking distance to walmart how far away are they from a major uh employment center well walking distance to a train train station that takes you to downtown miami at said train station there is a development being built i think it's about 300 units affordable housing then across the street from there is a huge empty lot that i looked out that I looked up and found out that a developer had taken over and they're, and they're going to build a huge mixed use development by mixed use ground floor is going to be retail. The top floor is going to be, I think three or 400 plus units. So yeah, definitely there, there's a lot of upside for the area and it was cash flowing. So, yeah. So yeah, guys, with all those things into it, we paid a little bit more. It is what it is. I was mad. Me and me and Roger didn't get along with the seller too much. You know, we were basically, uh, Okay, I won't say what we were gonna do, but uh, but yeah, so um, but we were able to get the we got the deal done. It was a thirteen percent cash on cash. It was a turnkey, guys. Everything was renovated. It's an up and coming area, so it ended up working. We took a calculated risk, and now it's up eleven percent. No, no, so we ended exactly. up winning. Shout out to Roger for helping me find that deal. Um, and then okay, so you find the deal, right? You find the deal. Now it's time to go and check out the spot. 
<laughs> this is the fun part. Okay. So, uh, Roger, can you tell them how you set up uh, a tour or whatever? Because I they, And you got to trust your real estate agent because there's been some properties, guys, that I didn't even check out and we just put an offer on because I trust Roger that much. I was like, man, if you think it's good, bro, you looked at it, it let, let's do it. You know, and th this is the importance of having a real estate agent that you could really trust. So, Roger, when you go and you uh, set up a meeting and everything else like that, what's your strategy? What do you go in there looking for? What are things that scare you off? I know we saw some crazy stuff when we were looking at houses together. Uh, yeah, so, yeah. all right. So Myron, um, you know, I had to kind of guide him a little bit. You know, sure. he, he was he, helping me a lot. He was, he was definitely a very enthusiastic, very uh, energetic. He he That's wanted sure. to buy something, and he was like, "Hey man, let's check this. Let's, this money. <laughs> let's check this out. Let's check this out." And and I'll be honest, with you, not now it's over and said like some of the stuff we initially went out to. I knew it was a complete waste of time, but yeah. I kind of felt like I had to show you yeah, it was yeah. a complete waste like of time. Like that one house where the 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 the, the meter was in the cabinet. Oh, oh yeah, I'll my god, that. so dude, we showed yeah, up in Miami, right? bro. Yeah, so, he sent a picture. That was horrible. So we went into a house. <laughs> um, like right off the bat, I saw issues because she took us out back. I think in the beginning, um, so there was like a back um cement patio. I saw roots underneath the patio building lifting the cement. I was like, okay, that didn't look good. She couldn't tell me how old the roof was. Um, we're going in through rooms, bedrooms. She's saying her bedrooms are missing a closet or missing windows. And then she gets to the kitchen and she's like, oh, by the way, guys. And she opens up a cabinet and there's an electric meter inside the kitchen. <laughs> and I'm like, and I'm just looking at, you know, I'm like, at that point, I'm like, whatever. But I'm looking at her like, come on, man. You've been an agent for no, you for a while you know the inspector is going to come out and i'm like what the hell is this fail i'm out Deuces. so yeah so, so 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 yeah definitely but for people to, out there what you should be paying attention to for every property is you need to know the age of the roof because if that needs to be changed that's going to be a huge expense especially if it's a rental property because depending on the extent of the roof if it needs to get changed you may not be able to have people stay there while they're changing mm. the roof ac is another biggest expense um you need to determine the age i mean usually ac's 15 to 20 years and then you know yearly to no buy wall units right no window units right no no the no, window no. units i mean that's, that's just gonna, just gonna be headaches that's another thing too um i'm sure a lot of people out here have heard oh my god i don't want to buy rental properties um toilets tenants and trash it's it's horrible it's messed up that's mainly because people are buying things and not willing to take the time and the diligence to, you know, go through everything. Um, next on the list list are water heaters. Um, probably no more than I mean, if you're around maybe 10 years on a, on the older water heaters, you probably are looking to either have issues or they're going to need to be replaced. Mm -hmm. The best water heaters right now are the tankless ones. Mm -hmm. They're more energy efficient as well as I believe they last longer. And then you just want to look for anything else that might potentially cause issues. One of them is like big trees and roots, uplifting yeah. patios or things like that. Cause that could, you know, depending how far it goes, that could, could damage the um, foundation as well as we live in hurricane alley. Yeah. So if there's a huge tree in your backyard, you also have to be somewhat concerned that this may end up in the living room of your property at some point, if there's a strong enough hurricane. Yep. And then age of the home, I know that's a big one. No, no. Oh, actually, so, okay, guys. So I'm sure everyone's aware that uh, Miami has had a condo that essentially collapsed. So I've been doing a lot of reading, a lot of studying on that. And this is what I found out. 
So in Miami, and, and we have a lot of old homes here. We we have all, I've seen homes uh, as old as built in the 1920s. So essentially, up until about the 1970s, even though the building codes were less stringent than they are now or they were in 1995, the builders had a sense of pride in their workmanship and would build the properties way in excess of the of the building codes. Mm-hmm. Now. 1980, there was a huge influx of people that started moving here and the builders couldn't wonder keep why up. the 1980s. Yeah. The, and mm. the people couldn't keep up. So to be able to meet the demand, the builders cut back mm. on their quality. And they, a lot of times they were just building it to the bare minimum. Oh, shit. And oh, as you guys no. know, when they're doing stuff to the bare minimum, yeah. corners get cut. Certain things aren't done properly. And, uh, End up with the champagne. So basically, from 1980 to about 1995 is when they they enacted the new codes because of um, Hurricane Andrew. Yeah, that that age range, at least in this area, is the one you have to be extremely careful about as far as um, quality and craftsmanship goes. So from 1980 to 1994. Okay, all right. So yeah, guys. I mean, the age of the house does matter. You know what I'm saying? The newer, the better, typically. What what Chris was up? No, it's all RIP to the guys, to the people who lost their lives. Yeah, oh, yeah, RIP yeah. to the people. Yeah, I want to add one more thing there. Um, regarding um the properties that you look at. So when when it, when uh, my realtor he pointed out some things to me because I bought a fixer upper. Mm-hmm. So basically, uh, I need to update the windows. I need to update the AC because it was you know the wall AC units. Right, right. And then also the paint of the property. So I said, you know what, I could buy it for this price, do some renovations here, and raise the rents. So basically, I fixed the uh, the AC, you no know, essential AC. Uh, I fixed the windows, Hurricane Impact windows, and then let's say the rents for nine hundred bucks, raise it to thirteen hundred bucks. No, yeah. So absolutely. I can raise the rent by adding value to the property. That I can see that the other owner didn't add. Yeah, so, and guys, quick tip when it comes to like you know buying a fixer upper or whatever. When we say fixer upper, we mean like minor fixer minor, upper. Minor. You know, you want like you know new paint, you know maybe redoing a kit, like minor stuff, bro. Like you know, you guys don't want to buy a whole thing that's gutted and redo it. Because here's the thing, especially as a beginner, like you don't want to have to foot the bill for that. It's going to take more time. You're going to have to be more patient. Like you, you're going to have want to be an experienced guy to be able to go in there and yeah. like redo it and fix it from the ground up or it's whatever. It's a lot of money. And it's a lot of it's a lot of money, man. So you want to buy it as close to turnkey as possible. If not, cosmetic fixes with paint, you know, maybe getting rid of carpet or whatever it is. No, like yeah, minor absolutely. things that you can like get a, a, a general contractor that's terrible can do in his sleep. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, anything else, Roger, for that? No, that's about as it. As I mean, like when you're I looking mean, at homes and stuff like that. Yeah, I mean, I think those are the major things. I mean, obviously, there may be some things that come up with um, term. Well, actually, make sure they have water meters. And yeah, other, actually, that's another thing. Water too. meters. That, that's a big thing. Enough, yeah. So, so it actually qualifies here in Miami. Everyone's ghetto. It's like uh, th- th- they'll call it a duplex or a triplex, and only has it doesn't like it's the city doesn't recognize it as that. like. Well, well, yeah, that's <laughs> that, that's something, and I guess that's where working with realtor also helps because yeah. yeah, you should always check out the tax records. And make sure that it matches the listing because, yeah, unfortunately, you have something that's listed as a 5-3 on the tax records. I mean, on the listing, but then when you look at the tax records, it's like a 4-2 and you need to figure out, is that a mistake on the tax records or was there some work that was done that wasn't um, properly permitted or basically yeah. work that, you know, you could buy it and then later get be fined for having it, even yep. though you didn't do the work. So, All right. So anything else to look for uh, with, with that? Um, oh, so you're mentioning the water meters. So yeah. here, here's one thing. Here's a little thing. Like meters, um, yeah, yeah. sometimes these units, they'll have a washer dryer, which is fine. It's a good thing. But 
if they don't have a separate water meter, that could potentially not be a good thing for the land because you got to pay for the water unless you then kind of make an arrangement with the tenants about what they pay for water. But then that can get kind of messy because if you have one tenant that uses way more water than the other tenant and then they He's start comparing mad. notes, I, I mean, yeah, it's it's better to get a water heater or if there is no water heater, you forget about the washer dryers because if they're not paying for water, I mean, they'll they'll take like one like one uh, underwear and throw it in the washer and wash it, right? Like, yeah. what do they care? They don't care. Yeah, thanks. Um, so, okay, guys, so a uh, quick recap before we get into the, the we're rounding uh, home here, okay, guys? So, so number one, well, not even number one, this is like step zero. Figure out what your goal is. Do you want to buy a vacation home and chill in it? Like, and you don't care if it pays for itself. You know, Rogers had a bunch of tenants like that, especially down here in sunny Florida. Do you want to buy a cash flowing property that basically after bills are paid, you're making some money? Do you want a property that's going <clears> to, <throat> that uh, you're going to live in as a home? Figure out your goal, okay? Once you figure out your goal, then it's going to be a lot easier to maneuver down this real estate path, right? So for example, purposes of this podcast, we're talking about making money. My personal goal was to make uh, hopefully by, by then this year, 10 K a month passively through real estate. Right. And then eventually up to 20 K and then maybe even further and then diversify into other things. Uh, fresh also is, has a real estate property. He's focusing on uh, basically get your main thing is you just wanted to get your primary expenses out the way, right? Dude, you've accomplished. Once my bills are paid, that's all I want to do. Yeah. At least for right now. So, uh, and then, uh, Roger, you guys heard his lofty goal, making a hundred thousand dollars a month through real estate, having what? 300 units, right? Three to four. Okay. So, uh, so that's, that's now that you have like, okay, I have a number amount, whether it's a number amount, a unit amount, whatever it is, you have a goal right now. It's time to start getting on it. Right. So get good credit. Okay, guys, once again, sponsor this video, identity IQ, the identity IQ. We talked about it, guys. Credit is necessary. Use the link below, empower yourself, figure out your credit score because everything from this point forward is contingent upon your credit score being at an acceptable level. So you can go to the bank, get approved, and be able to get a home, okay? And guys, I told a story about why you need credit, especially when you come to America. If you're new here, even if you live here your whole life, credit is important for everything that you do in life, man. Guys, $1. Get in there for $1. Use our link. Get in there. Monitor your credit. It's literally one of the best things that you can invest in. You guys are out here buying bottles of Hennessy that are... 20 times that. I get that mix. times that, bro. <laughs> so instead of buying Hennessy, stop being stupid, okay? And go ahead and use that money. Stupid. To invest in yourself. Yep. So that's step one. Get good credit, okay? And that starts with monitoring your credit and fixing how to fix it. Uh, sorry, figuring out how to fix it. Yep. You can't drive somewhere you've never been before without a GPS, GPS. okay? And that tracking your credit is going to be the GPS so that you can fix, okay? Pay down your debt. Pay, uh, uh, pay everything on time and start using less of your credit percentage or... Buy get more credit so that you so that when you the credit that you are using is a smaller percentage of your overall credit, guys. Okay, because yeah, your your credit limits exactly. Or you can increase your credit limits. That's another fantastic thing. Yep. If you call your credit card company, you're not an idiot, bro. They're mostly most of the time they're going to give you a credit limit, even if it's a few thousand dollars. It's going to help you dramatically because now you might go from remember we talked about thirty percent. It goes from thirty percent right, uh, and then you increase your credit limit. Now it's down to like fifteen percent, twenty percent, and that's going to improve your credit score because your utilization is lower. Correct. And once you get over 30, that's when things start to get tricky. And once you get over 50, that's when they start, oh, what the hell's going on here? And that's when your card starts getting a little shaky. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So step one, number zero, figure out your goal. One, get good credit. Step two, save some money, okay? Be frugal. Whether you want to do an FHA loan and only get in on 3.5% or you want to get go the investor round, put down that nice 20 to 25%, guys. The markets are competitive now. You're going to have to probably put 25 to 30% down, guys. It is what it is, okay? 
Um, either or, you got benefits to both with the, you know, obviously with the FHA, you can get in with less, but you got to pay PMI. Obviously, you're going to, you, you want to use the house hacking to that some degree. You might not cash flow as much. It is what it is. You have less equity in the home. Or you could do put down the 20, 25% down, or 20, more like 25, 30% down. You get more equity in the home. You're able to cash flow better and you don't pay PMI anymore, right? Yep. So those two routes you can go. Then step three, have proof of your income ready to go, guys. We're talking your tax returns. Uh, you, you know, if you're a W-2 employee, six months of bank statements. If you're an entrepreneur, have at least two years of your business being incorporated, guys. Please, I'm telling you, I learned this the hard way. Have two years of your business incorporated so you can go to any bank and get a loan, okay? Uh, and then six months of uh, of payment stubs. They're going to probably want profit loss statements. They're going to want everything, man. They're going to want your dick size, all that. So be ready, <laughs> okay? Uh, then... Get pre-qualified, okay? Get pre-qualified. They're going to run your credit. They're going to do a hard check. Oh, I forgot to mention this. Guys, when they get, get the pre-qualified rate, they're going to give you an interest rate more than likely, right, that you're going to be approved for. When you guys do this, shop around to different banks. This is a key right here, okay? Shop around with different banks because when you do multiple credit checks at different banks, right, for a better interest rate, it's going to count as one hard inquiry, okay? I'm going to say that again. When you're shopping for rates, go ahead and go to different banks, get different offers, and compare. When you get your first quote, go to the next bank. This is what they get. This is what they got me. Oh, go to the next bank. This is what they got me. Because if one bank falls through and isn't able to finance it for whatever situation, you have another backup bank that's ready to go. Okay, and you won't be scrambling like me and Roger are in the middle of a deal right now. We have to go get another lender, or whatever. We made it happen, but we'll tell you guys the details after the deal is done. But you want to have other um, options, right? If one bank fails and you're able to. Uh, how do I say this? You can uh, negotiate for a better interest rate because you have other interest rates and the banks want to give you the loan. They want the business. You know, they get paid by giving you money. And oftentimes uh, credit unions have the best rates. Yes. Yes. That's a good tip right there yeah. as well. Yeah. The big banks, uh, they'd be on that BS. I ain't gonna lie. Um, <laughs> so you get pre-qualified, right? Next, get a real estate agent. Roger said it himself. He ain't working with you unless you have some kind of letter <laughs> for how much house you can actually afford because it's a waste of time for him to hit up his resources, uh, you know, other real estate agents he knows, other uh, developers he knows. We're mm -hmm. talking with a developer. We're actually going to buy from a developer one of the properties. Like, he's not going to risk his connections to get you a deal that you can't even afford, okay? So don't be stupid. Get pre-qualified first, then hire a real estate agent that knows what the hell they're doing. Do not hire a real estate agent that does not do this full-time. Interview the real estate agent. Tell them exactly what you want. Ask them what they're, what they're um, if they have a portfolio themselves, ask them what deals they've done. Make sure that they qualify and do not hire a real estate agent just because she's hot. I can't tell you how many times I've seen you guys literally hire a real estate agent that's a dumb bimbo just because she's hot, okay? It, 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 sex doesn't matter. Make sure she's qualified, okay? Looks don't matter. Make sure they're qualified. Uh, next, identify what kind of property you want, whether it's a duplex, triplex, whatever it is. Maybe you're a single family home guy. Figure out what you want and then start going on Redfin, Zillow, whatever it is. Start looking online, okay? Then when you go online, we showed you guys already how to calculate cash on cash returns. That's a, that's a metric I use. Um, some other guys use like cap rate or whatever. But for most of you guys that are going to use financing, whatever, cash on cash is a pretty good thing. Basically, you take the amount of money you put into the deal. Let's say it's $100,000. You put in a, let's say it's a $100,000 house. You put 25% down, 25%. Uh, and then that, uh, and then you make what? $1,000 a month, mm -hmm. 12 grand. That's what? 12, the 12% 12 cash, cash on cash, right? There you go. Is my math good there? Yeah. So, and anywhere between just for, so you guys know, anywhere between eight above is good. Personally, me and Roger, we don't even look at a deal unless it's 13, 
minimum, bare minimum, especially in a competitive Florida market. Uh, but if you can get anywhere closer to the teens, like the 20s, whatever, excellent, man. That's crazy. Do the deal. Um, and uh, then after you identify the house that you might like or whatever, you and your real estate agent go. Rogers gave you guys literally like, uh, like a class session on what to look for with roofs, everything else like that. Um, and then Fresh also described the importance of, you know, having minor cosmetic fixes. You don't want to be doing crazy rehabs where you have to, like, you know, cr- manipulate the house to another, a whole other level where, you know, on a developer status, like, especially as a newer real estate uh, guy, guys, because obviously this is a remedial type oh, podcast. actually, one thing I Go should ahead. mention. So I knew I was going to reinvigorate some memories. No, 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 absolutely. Yeah. So if you're buying a turnkey, you want to make sure you get, first of all, you want to make sure that you use a contract that one of the contingencies is getting the leases. And if you don't like what's in the lease or the deposits, whatever you can get out of the contract. Well, I was going to say that in the last step. Oh, okay. But this is the last uh, step right uh, now. Oh, okay. So that was, uh, that was step seven. We'll check out the property and make sure it's good to go. Then last one, guys, you make the offer for the house. Okay. With your real estate agent and you get under contract and then, Roger, take it away, man. Let the people know like everything because you got this pretty much like, hey, I need this, I need that. No, no, no. Like, Roger is a hawk with these guys. Like he's on them. Like I need one contract. We got thirty days or forty five days, whatever it is. You, I need all this stuff. You want to take them through what you? Yeah. So, in the state of Florida, I mean, I'm sure there's similar contracts outside of the state of Florida. But I'm going to talk about state of Florida. So, number one, when I get under contract, I want to make sure that my buyer is able to get out with their deposit secured, right? So we're going to have an appraisal contingency, a financing contingency. And if it's an investment property, we're also going to have a lease contingency as well. So, and that's kind of important because Ryan kind of ran into a situation there on one of the properties with the lease. So with the lease contingency, you want to make sure if you're buying something with tenants in it, that there's nothing in the lease that um that you don't like and if there is you could basically back your way out of it um the appraisal the appraisal contingency if obviously if the house doesn't appraise you know you definitely make sure that you have language in your contract that says that hey either side could walk away which Which appraisal guys when the appraiser comes in and like evaluates how much money the house is worth correct And, and i also forgot to mention the inspection contingency as well that's also extremely important because if something major is discovered during inspection or hey, even if it's something like minor, a meter being in a cabinet, yeah, or even something minor that <laughs> termites that maybe your molds. body doesn't particularly care for, that could be a point of either to renegotiate or to walk away from the deal. So with that being said, I mean most people understand inspection contingency, appraisal contingencies, um, finance contingencies, which basically means that if for whatever reason financing falls through, you you know you're not on the hook. Like to if buy your this bank property. can't like uh, can't do yeah. the deal, because um, what'll happen a lot of times, kind of we almost ran into that, like. Let's say the house, the seller selling it for one hundred and fifty thousand, but it only comes back with the appraiser that's only worth one hundred thousand. Right. Well, now you have to come out of pocket more to get the property because the bank is only going to give you seventy five percent. Correct. They're not yeah. going to give you if you're pointing down twenty five percent. They're only going to give you it's worth uh, it's 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 a hundred thousand. You're buying it for hundred. You're under contract for one hundred fifty, but it only came as a hundred. So now you're only getting seventy five grand for the bank. So you got to come up with the other fifty thousand out of pocket. So obviously you might, a lot of people won't be able to do that. So you yeah. can back out the deal and get your deposit back. Cause a lot of these guys are going to want something called a 
Some states call it earnest an earnest uh, fee, or some people call earnest it money, deposit. Uh, yeah, earnest money, deposit, yeah. whatever it is. Basically, you got you got to put in like you know what what is it? Is it like one percent or something? something like that? I mean, it, it it really varies, but anywhere from one to three to five. I mean, it it depends, but yeah, you yeah. got to put some money down from one to, to fifteen thousand to let the seller know that hey, you're serious. hey, you're serious and you're serious about it. And if you tie it up, you know, if you tie up the property, and let's just say. For whatever reason, you're like, hey, man, I don't want to go through this anymore. I, I want out. Then the seller will be like, all right, well, I'm going to keep your deposit for Bam. wasting my time. Exactly. Yeah. It's to protect the sellers from like uh, flaky. Yeah, man, yeah exactly. I, like, could you imagine if you made chicks give you an earnest fee for dates? That'd be funny. <laughs> That'd be hilarious. But that's all this other situation. Late night show coming. Um, and then uh, and then can you? so you have the appraisal constituencies. You also do some unique stuff. You request Estoppel. Can you break it down with the okay, Estoppel so, letters and all the stuff that you? All right. So now, this is what your real estate agent should be doing for you guys. So now, all right. So the first property with Myron, I mean, we closed in March. So we were in the middle of not just the pandemic, and I don't know if everyone on the chat knows this, but we had an eviction moratorium going on. Mm. So in addition to getting copies of the leases, um, I wrote. Well, we just basically contacted the agent, and we just said, "Look, um." We need to see sign letters from you, the owner. Well, actually, this was a situation where the agent was also the owner. So we need to see sign letters from the owner as well as the tenant stating how much they're paying, that they haven't been delinquent, and how much are on deposits. And these needed to be notarized. Bam. This was to, you know, at least give some level of uh, confidence that these guys we're not just in the property and not paying and Myron would have bought the property and not been able to evict them. So that yeah. was able, that basically secured that. Now this Some was, people say that's extreme. Oh, bro. No, 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 no. This, this was, this like, was not extreme. No, I mean, this was not extreme because of the situation we're in now exactly. during normal times. It's not as big of a deal because if they're not paying and you know, you could get, you know, you could basically evict them relatively quickly and get some other people in there paying market rents. But obviously in the pandemic, when there was an eviction moratorium, that was a major concern. So that was something I did to make sure Myron was covered. In the event something, you know, in the event that uh, the seller wasn't being 100% honest about why he was selling. So, yeah. And then regarding uh, con contracts, the thing is that guys always forget too. you need to reserve. So um, when you go buy property, you might have the down payment. But you also have to show reserves for the bank, too, right? No, no, absolutely. Well, especially if you're uh, <laughs> if especially if you're self-employed, you're absolutely right there. Yeah. 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 They're yeah. going to. If you're self-employed, guys, I'll be honest with you. They're they're gonna grow. They're gonna want a lot more from you versus when you're a W two employee. Yep. Like they're gonna want more. They're gonna want two years of tax returns because you're considered higher risk. You know what Absolutely, I'm saying? Absolutely. Yeah. So it is what it is when you're an entrepreneur. It's a little bit harder, but you know you can make it happen. Um. So yeah, guys. So and then when all of that is in play, right? Uh, you're under contract. You've checked everything. Everything checks out. You go to closing. Which at closing, can you tell them uh, what goes down there? Okay, closing is basically when all the money gets to change hands. Um, the deeds, all the you, you know, you pay your um, closing transfer costs. taxes, closing costs, T title fees, title fees, all that stuff. Everything changes hands, and then you finally get the key to the property, Bam. and it becomes yours. Yeah, yeah. Yep. But, but right before the closing is the final walkthrough. Yep, yep. So, want to tell them a funny story about our final walkthrough? Yeah. So. <laughs> Story time. Um, oh, I got, it, I got, it, I got. It. You can tell this one. So you know, you schedule the walkthrough. 
Um, the walkthrough was scheduled at a, at a, I mean, at pretty tight for us to just to give us enough time to do the walkthrough, which I scheduled about 15, 20 minutes through the walkthrough and then head to title, which is about 30 minute drive away. So the first thing is get to Myron and, and I guess Myron, you know, he's trying to get jiggy, you know, getting all whatever. So, so it takes a little bit longer than I would have thought. So we're running a little late. So I'm like clothes. So I have to like look in my closet. For yeah. Something. So we're running a little late, but I'm like, I right, no, said I can't wear shorts to this thing. Yeah. No, <laughs> no, yeah, no, no, no big deal. Right. No big deal. So, so we pull up and as we're pulling up, we see flames coming out of a window. <laughs> Wait, what? Yeah, Bro, yeah, we see you see flames coming out the window, dude. So we run in, we like run in, open the door. There's like smoke everywhere. We're like, what's going on? There's like yelling and screaming. And essentially, it was a grease fire in one of the pots. And then we have one kid, like it's one of the young kids. He's getting ready to like throw this big bucket of water. We're like, no, don't do that. Yeah, they're like no. Because you so, know what happened if that happened, bro. So Myron's freaking out. He's like, call someone, call the police. And I'm like, I'm like, all right, guys, guys. I'm from the big family from the Caribbean. So I grab a cover. I put it over the pot. Fire goes out. <laughs> I've, I've dealt with green. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure Fresh Nose has dealt yeah. with green fires before, too. I'm from the Caribbean. It happens so, all the time. Yeah, we, we understand what's going on. So that happens. To Myron's credit, he's like, hey, where are you guys' fire extinguisher? Oh, we don't have one. Ordering now. Uh -oh. <laughs> on Amazon right there uh -oh. on the spot, bro. I bought it. I, I learned something new, man. Every year, you're supposed to refill your uh, fire extinguishers that because they might they might be low. And you, yeah. might get, you might get fined for it if you don't. Yeah, no, no, uh, facts, not facts, yeah, facts. Um, so this had never happened to me before. So luckily, there was no damage. It was just pot, just some smoke. Um, so you know everything's cool. We checked everything out. Did finish doing the walkthrough. Then we headed out to closing. Um, and while I was there, we started going through the process. Um, I. I Oh, so the title company is essentially right next door to my brokerage. It happened to be that my broker was there. There's typically <laughs> an intermediary guys that like handles the money that you give the earnest, you yeah. know, your earnest thing, your your deposit to them, and then they hold it. And then you know they're they're the go between between you and the seller, whatever it is. In Connecticut, it's a lawyer that you have to deal with. Here in uh, Florida, it's a title company. So there's typically someone in the middle that's like dealing with all the money and stuff. Yeah. So it's, so while you started the title process, my broker happened to be next door. So I went out and started talking to him and told him about the situation. And my broker has been a broker about 30 plus years. And he was like, that's a new one. <laughs> so anyway, it, it was definitely a good experience and it's a good experience to, to relate this to other people to know. So when you do the fi final walkthrough, if the property is not in the condition that it was in when it went under contract, you could back out of the deal Bam. or the seller, you would have to postpone closing and the seller would have to fix the property on his own dime to give it back to the way we saw it when we went under contract. Right. So just keep that in mind, guys. Bam. And guys, that is how you go from A to Z. Obviously, we didn't get into crazy details, but that's how you go A to Z. And obviously, we didn't cover every single aspect yeah we covered course. the most de the, the basic stuff guys definitive points of getting proper basic stuff guys yeah. basic stuff yeah so um okay let's hit these super chats real quick uh we have one one okay cool. sweet uh dr easy dc area you can expect to have to waive pretty much all contingencies for the seller to look at your offer lucky of lucky af with my appraisal but i had to give them a 7k under appraisal out of pocket payout the market here is insane oh wow cool. sorry man that sucks uh hey Myron, as for Bofa? 
for vacant. Oh no, that lot loans. We read that one. Really yeah, yeah, man, it hit me up, up, up offline on that one. Yeah, hit uh, hit Roger up on that one, guys. That's that's another. You yeah, know, that's, and that's a, a, bunch that's of a commercial. That's situations. a straight commercial deal. So I, yeah, we can't really get into that. Roger, right where can they find you? Uh, on Instagram, Roger underscore Lasad. I should be the only one on L I S S A D E. And it's the link is below, guys. Guys, use the link. Get in with Identity IQ, okay? Get credit. Get your credit checked. Improve your credit so that you can know what the hell you're doing because you need that GPS and just work towards getting a better credit score so that you guys can get in this game, start making these money, man. Yeah, man, cash flow, man. Yeah, man, that's what it's about, man. Uh, guys, we're gonna um, we're gonna take a break and then we're gonna come back and go live at uh ten thirty. Yeah, ten thirty. Yeah, some ladies are are here already. They're calling me up. No, I should have some my uh food Uber eats. Oh. Yeah. Fat ass Chris. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. Yeah, guys. So uh, we're going to take a quick break and we're going to come back uh, in about an hour, a little over an hour, hour 20 or so. And we'll catch you guys right back here for First Fit After Hours with some girls. And we got a special guest in the house a rapper, a rapper slash musician, very talented guy. We met him at Komodo while we were, um, you know, you met him. They're womanizing. You met him too, nigga. No, I did. I was with some girls. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, man. End the show, man. Let's get out of here. We'll catch you guys. Peace. Peace. All right, guys. Have a good one.